You went like two okay. seconds early. Apparently, it's not the same for both of us. Premature. <laughs> well, Premature. We're trying a new thing, God, and apparently it. the internet is not... There's a lag is what's happening. It's a lag. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Welcome to Movie Hi, Boners. Everyone. Hi, Jake. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Hi, Jake. <laughs> you sound so good. I know. Um, welcome to another week of Movie Boners. What does, a beer everybody? are you drinking? Oh, man. So... I got weird looks at the uh, liquor store. More than usual. I was trying to find an appropriate beer because I was like, dude, I've gone like two weeks, two episodes uh, without having one relevant to the episode. And I feel kind of shitty. So I was trying to find something that would fit. Well, last, I last week's was pretty uh, good, I thought. <clears throat> I, I you made it work. my way through yeah. that one like crazy. <laughs> you made it work. Yeah, I did. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> The jokes continue. Uh, so I got weird looks because none of them just seemed random enough. And yeah. this one still isn't, but it works. It fits. Okay. It's called. Sounds like BS again. Can No, it's not <laughs> this time. It's called okay. Can You Dig It? There. Can you dig it? It's like yeah. the Warriors. Um, it's an amber ale from a brewery that I really enjoy down here called Fourth Tap. Uh Sad note, apparently Fourth Tap won't be around much longer, so I saw this. Ooh. One, it works with the, the episode, and two, oh, the R.I.P. Yeah. Rip. But it's pretty good. I like. I really like Amber Ales. They're just, they're pleasant. Nice. Um, I'm trying to figure out where the frick this brewery is. I realize <sighs> I have no idea. I've never had it before. Oh, there we go. So I'm like you wanted to find the most random beer that I could. Right. And I feel yeah. like I lucked out and got a pretty darn random one. Um, it's from the Drecker Brewing Company in Fargo, North Dakota. And okay. it's called Pizza Toots. <laughs> As in pizza farts. That pizza is <laughs> farting a little rainbow. Yes. And uh, the text is like a metal band <laughs> like name. <laughs> Especially pizza on the side when it's black. Toots. That says Pizza Toots. You can't read it unless uh, you really speak metal. That is, uh, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> is, it a, is it good? It is good. Um, <clears throat> I meant to bring a glass because I had it earlier. And I, it's shockingly unfiltered. Like, it's very hazy. Like, it doesn't okay. say it's hazy. It's just an IPA, India Pale Ale. Um, but it's very hazy looking. looks pretty unfiltered. But it's good. Nice and bitter, 7%. Uh, tall boy. What well, can't go wrong? Uh, tall boy. It's not a true tall boy. Well, I mean, it's a taller can than average. True, true. It's like the not tall boy of good beer that you're supposed to enjoy. Yeah, it's not yeah, like a 40 yeah. or something. Right. Malt right. liquor. I don't know what that accent was. I don't know what that accent was. Let's move on. Ironically, your your terrible Australian accent kind of fits in with a couple of my movies today. That was Australian? I don't I know. know. I didn't was know it? I could do an Australian. You had like but... a weird... Uh, uh, I'm not... I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my resume because I didn't know I could do an Australian accent. You do that. It'll come <laughs> out like sad British. It'll be yeah. brilliant! <laughs> G'day, governor. Oh, no. Um, let's move on. What if we don't? So, so before we get into the actual uh, deets of the episode, and I guess, I guess there's housekeeping to take care of. Yeah. Number one, 
I've been warning you for a month, maybe over a month, that we're mixing up the merch store. Which means oh, that you're not talking to me. You're not you. You have been yeah, aware like, for a I'm long time. Of this conversation. I'm talking to the listeners who are also listening to us yes. while we're talking. Yes. Um, hopefully you are aware of that. But we're mixing up the merch store. So that means that this beautiful sweatshirt that is very sweater sweatshirty and I wear it all the time uh, is now a relic of the past. It is a limited edition that you will not be able to get anymore because the entire merch store has been updated. I'm going As well to... as mm. our awesome, awesome glasses. If you did not get this beauty, tough shit. <laughs> tough shit time. is right. Yeah. Uh, so if you go to our website, you'll see a merch option at the top, and you'll see a refreshed, revamped merch store with our new Doomsday Clock logo. Uh, <laughs> or as if... we like to put it, the boners day clock boners day and it is a, a helpful guide if you want to rate things in your life on a, our scale of six to midnight and uh yeah i we're very excited for it and uh, yes. we may expand this a little bit but you can get stickers and brand new glass uh hoodies and stuff so and the classic uh, stickers are still there with yeah. a qr code which takes other people to the to the website if you want to spread the word the good word of the boners feel yes. free to do that preach the word of of the boners to the masses people yeah against their will if it's against it comes to that yeah uh, i have seen because i have a couple on my car and there have been a few times where i've checked out my rearview mirror and i will <laughs> see people with their phones out doing that like nice <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have to get a little closer to the car. That's okay. <laughs> you're trying. You're trying. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about that, and I meant to bring this up like two episodes ago when we first came back from break. Yeah. I texted you during the hiatus about a discovery I made, which blew my mind. I thought that our name was extremely unique, and and we just came up with oh, it on the right. fly. Right, right, right. Yeah. The movie Boners with a Z we just thought was hilarious and, and extremely unique and it is it is hilarious you it is hilarious but it's not as unique as you would think because i discovered while watching <laughs> several episodes of home improvement there is a gentleman in show business who is named peter boners i yes. shit you not folks he's a real guy spelled exactly the same way <laughs> Peter Boners is now the patron saint of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and He's the a, only thing we've enjoyed of his was home improvement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he did a lot of the Bob Newhart show and uh, he did, what else did he do? Murphy Brown. And in, he did uh, 12 episodes of Friends, actually directed 12 yeah. episodes of Friends. But yeah, he's just a wild guy with a hilarious freaking name. Peter Boners. Yeah, the only way so, it would be better is if he was uh, Richard Boners, and that would just be too much. So Peter Boners is still hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I kind of yes. want to make like I don't know. Maybe we'll make shirt merch. We, we got to figure out something some to yeah, incorporate Peter Boners. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's, people won't take it offensively. It's, it's too perfect. It's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. <laughs> Okay. Um, 
what else? Oh, you know what time it is? Movie draft check-in time. <laughs> so, folks, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, just a, a quick little moment here. Jake has been playing with all sorts of different fun new things. So, today's episode is brought to you by Jake's Amusement. Uh, you're gonna see lots of pop-ups. It's called production quality. It, it is. It is. It's just funny because I know he's gonna just. <laughs> <laughs> load the shit out of this yeah. episode with and I'm 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 happy for it. It'll be funny. I'm just gonna giggle every time he does it. Yeah. It's uh it's probably going to be sporadic and not well done, but you but get that's the promoter's way, man. That's, true. that's like that's our brand. That's true. <laughs> so all right. Getting into the draft. I'm a little bitter with our draft right now, just so you know. Why? Because I am inching away in the rating. No, because uh, yet another movie just got delayed. Oh, Two yeah. movies just got delayed on my draft, and now I'm like, well, there goes the rest of my year. That means Jake <laughs> is probably going to take it. Cause he's are they ones like, that I'm aware of? Which ones are you referring to? Um, so Aquaman and yeah. Shazam have both been delayed until next year, Yeah, which is bullshit i did see that um yeah shazam was like uh, uh, warner brothers delayed a bunch of stuff because apparently they <laughs> ran out of money they and... like delayed and canceled so many yeah. things in the they're last like trying to get their books back in order it <laughs> seems like uh yeah they, they have i read a thing that said they only have enough money to release two more movies this year and they're going <laughs> to do black adam and don't worry darling for some reason, probably because it's cheap to release. Probably. So yeah, yeah, everything else they they canceled Batgirl, the Batman Cape Crusader animated series, Bruce Tim one I was really excited about. Canceled all that, um, yep. and then yeah, delayed a bunch of stuff. So that's interesting. But uh, Glass Onion, knife the Knives Out sequel got a date. Unfortunately, it's one week before the end of the year. And that's the streaming date. They don't know when and it's, it's going to be. And it's the streaming date. It's not even the theatrical release. So I'll be lucky to get any rating out of it. But at least it went from. It didn't get pushed to next year. So I got true, true. a little bit of a glimmer of hope there. Yeah. But yeah, I would. You are six hundred million in the lead for box office and five hundredths of a uh, point <laughs> behind in the ratings. So very tight race, I think. Yeah. I, I need like the world to hate Avatar when that piece of shit drops, but I feel like so many people are gonna love it and that'll make me sad. Yeah, um, I don't know why I got so like bitter and a little defensive when I saw like ads for them re-releasing the original in theaters. I was like, of course, it's been ten years or whatever. Everybody forgets man, what the movie is, so they're re-releasing the first one in the theaters. I didn't know they were doing that. Yeah. Boo. And uh, and then the second one comes out in December. Boo. And I only get three weeks to get good box office out of it, so hopefully <laughs> we'll be all right. We'll see. Boo. I'm not going to make any prediction, because every prediction I've <laughs> attempted to make based on, like, trends mm -hmm. in, in the past were all blown up in my face, and mm -hmm. I'm mad at this draft. I'm mad <laughs> at Warner Brothers. Um, I'm mad my at prediction is that the <sighs> Four remaining movies that are supposed to be released this year are not going to be released this year. <laughs> uh, it's the end of August. There's no way that they're just going to squeak them in. 
pretty <laughs> sure they're all going to get pushed eventually. True. And I'm very bitter about that. So yeah, yeah, we're both bitter at the end. Of this. I'm, a, I'm a little bitter at this one. The year was going so great, and then Warner Brothers was like, "Never mind." Yeah. Um, have you watched anything new? Um, aside from the ten movies in this episode, right, right, those were all new. But no, I have not. I want. Oh. I tr- started watching Prey. And okay. I liked where it was going, but I didn't watch very much of it before getting distracted or getting yeah. tired or both. Um, yeah. And then I wanted to try to make time for what's that movie called? Uh, the Sylvester Stallone superhero oh, uh, movie. Samaritan. Samaritan. I'm very intrigued. I've been intrigued for a long time. Yeah. I hope it's good, but I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched that one yet. Um, well, I did manage to get a couple movies watched in the last couple of weeks. Tell me about Besides it. Besides the, the 10 for tonight, but yeah. or today, whenever you listen to it. <laughs> I don't know when you listen tonight to it. Tonight for us. Tonight for us. Anyways, uh, so I watched The Gray Man. Yeah. I was excited for that initially, and then I heard how much it sucked, and I was stopped being excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> you could yeah, I I was... I was really disappointed in like almost mm. every aspect of the movie. I think, I think they try to cram way too much or no, maybe that's not right. It feels like they weren't quite sure what to do with this story. Apparently it's a whole book series mm. and okay. it felt very much like when you and I, not to bring this up two episodes in a row, but when <laughs> you and I saw that, uh, Oh my God! I remember the the Tom Holland one. Um, <laughs> this is what we said last time, and I said you win the one with Daisy Ridley, <laughs> <laughs> and that's one. So yeah. it felt like that, but slower. Uh, it felt like it was a wannabe, born Jack Reacher style, but yeah. just not there. It looked like, like it was anything. too heavy on the visual effects and just too um yeah there's noisy. Some, there's some yeah, that's good way to put it. Um, I expected more, especially from that cast, especially yeah. from the Russo brothers, but I didn't hate it, but it was definitely kind of boring. Like it's a mm. two hour movie and the mm. whole middle hour and 40 minutes yeah. is really like, wow, this sucks. But oh. um, the ending's okay. Um, and okay. then I watched, I got to, I, I watched it for free. That's yeah. really the only reason I saw it. I went and saw uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Okay. How's that? Obnoxious. Um, <laughs> I don't really enjoy What's-His-Face. Yeah. So it does a good job of like making fun of Generation Z and woke culture. I'll give it okay. credit there. It, it pokes a lot of blatant fun at that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's really obnoxious, and that really took me out of the movie where it was like, this is just kind of annoying. And yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. Um, but then I also watched one of the greatest comedic duos of all time make their comeback this year. Okay. Beavis and Butthead do the <laughs> universe. Okay. <laughs> and that was fantastic. <laughs> okay. <Nice. laughs> that was that was fantastic. I love Beavis and Butthead. But yeah. I've always I'm a Beavis, so. big Mike Judge fan. Yeah. I think that he's a closet genius. Uh Beavis and Butthead to America is very funny. They make fun of woke culture. They make fun of white privilege. And 
just the Beavis and Butthead style, and it's yeah. great. Nice. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So out of those three, man, Beavis and Butthead, just own it. That was all I watched besides these ten. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good intro to this episode, which is <laughs> we are doing another random ten. If you haven't watched any of the other, or I guess listened to any of the other episodes, because I think they were before we did video. Um, we do this thing where we like to explore for new movies. And the worst possible way to do that is to ask <laughs> the internet to give us 10, 10 random movies. <laughs> so uh, um, I was going to share the like actual thing we use if other people yeah. want to try it. It is fun. I so really it, enjoy this. It's very fun. We are always guaranteed at least one or two that were like, that's not bad. Like I yeah. really enjoyed that. And then we're also guaranteed a few that were like, wow. <laughs> what was that it makes you appreciate good movies even yeah more. <laughs> yeah um it's very fun it's very random it's we don't do it to find great movies necessarily we do it because it's kind of funny just to yeah. see what's out there mm -hmm. and i don't think we've ever been like completely disappointed across the board no i know we've gotten close yeah but i think choosing 10 is a good number because we do tend to get one or two good ones and then a couple of a bunch of mediocre ones generally and yeah. then some really bad ones and sometimes the really bad ones are so bad they're good and sometimes they're just so bad that it's painful <laughs> it's just so painful and sometimes you get a lot of richard gear uh <laughs> frontal Dick. nudity that you don't need um <laughs> well to each their own some I'm people still kind of mad about that true <laughs> true all right all right uh, yeah. So if you want to do this, uh, we just Google, I think it, if you Google it, it's called Netflix roulette, which is misleading yeah. because it's not just Netflix. Right. Uh, you, you pick your, your stream services. So the actual site is called real good. Yeah. Real um, good. Real R E E L. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And, uh, you can add the services that you have, which is nice. I added all of the free services. There's a quick add all button. Um, and then, added a bunch of subscription services and just figured out what I would want to see. And you, you can like, if you're trying to do it where you want to do it a little bit more quality yeah. kind of focused than what Jake and I do, you can <laughs> pick and choose. You kind of narrow your choices down. Yeah, you could say, I, I want to see movies over seven, which generally are very good movies yeah, yeah. Um, on IMDb or Real Good has their own scoring system, which I haven't paid attention to. I always pick any score, and then mm. usually you get a lot of like 3.4s, which is fair. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can also choose your genre if you're in the mood for something. We yeah. just do all genres, any score. You can do TV shows, but we only do movies. Yeah, we only and, do movies. Uh, and then when you spin, it's so fun because you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to watch A Triumph of the Heart, the Ricky Bell story from 1991. <laughs> yeah. It's a biography. It's a 7.2 on IMDb, though. So how bad Holy can it shit. be? Actually, it's a football movie. I might watch that later. Oh, Lord. He says <laughs> he will, but he won't, folks. I, he will fall asleep later. That's true. <laughs> but it's fine. That's what it is. And we go, yeah. okay, I'll, I take note, and I'm going to watch these 10 movies. I did not cheat at all this time. I... <laughs> I, that has been a thing that's come up before that occasionally a movie is too hard to get through. Okay, I did have one movie where I literally couldn't watch it. Like I, It gave me this movie that was like an Indian uh, um, documentary like, about like oh. a wedding thing. 
but there were no subtitles and I didn't know anything. It was in like Indian. It wasn't in English and I didn't know anything that was going on. I was like, I'm just going to spin again. Like that doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've only had the one, I think it was the second time we did this mm-hmm. where I had some Indian movie, which by the way, that was like two and a half years ago now. And my Netflix for you. Yeah. Still brings up movies like that one, and I'm like, the fuck! It was supposed to get filtered out by now. Fuck you, Netflix. Fuck you. Um, You're writing angry emails. Your algorithm is broken. <laughs> Your algorithms are bullshit. Um, so, like, I will tend to, if it gives me a documentary, I will usually try not to watch the documentary because I'm trying to go with just the movie aspect. Oh, okay. Um. Plus some of the documentaries, I'm like, I don't even understand what the letters in the title mean, which oh, happens. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if it's like, like a foreign language documentary, those are <laughs> yeah. touch and go. Yeah. Last time I had a documentary about this guy who wanted to become a black belt before he was 40. And that was really good. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Because he was like, it was like uh, Super Size Me kind of where he yeah. was like fat and gross and decided to like get his shit together. And he learned dis- discipline and it was good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun doing this. Uh, you get some doozies. I've got one that I ended up texting you about. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's all you said is it, it, I watched a doozy. And I was like, is that a good doozy or a bad I, doozy? I'm going to tell you the same thing I told you right then. I still don't know where <laughs> I stand on this one. Sounds like a doozy. <laughs> but it was a doozy. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun, folks. Go check it out. It's, it's silly. Right. Uh, cool. Should we do it? Should we Let's do it? Do it. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first. Wow, you were really excited there. Uh, apparently. Dude, I'm in a good mood, man. I've had a great couple weeks. Dude, check this out. Check this out. You oh. will appreciate the hell out of this. All right, sir. So my birthday was a couple weeks ago. Happy belated birthday, Dustin. Um, <laughs> I did text you on the day, but I know uh, for I the know. podcast, let yeah, me say happy the, birthday. People. Uh, but my daughter is a badass, and yeah. she got me a coffee mug because I'm a sucker for those, but one that is, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Look. Joy and Abed in the morning. morning. Uh, yeah. I was like, what made you think of that? She goes, I know you love that show, Dad. And you have the shirt. And I was like, my kid is a badass. I'm yeah. so excited with that cup. I'm sorry, folks. I'm just saying. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get All started. Right, let's get, let's uh, get. So you want who wants to, to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the first movie I got is from 2018 on Netflix. It's oh. a New Zealand film, hmm. which I had to like triple check to make sure that it was actually New Zealand, not Australia, because I know those people get a little sensitive with that. <laughs> it's an interesting little movie. Okay. Um, so it's about two best friends who run a business where they are professional breaker uppers. Oh, okay. Yes, folks, that's the name of the title. Uh, I am not just stuttering. <laughs> that's the name. Uh, the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. is very funny. Like, mm-hmm. it's great. And then it kind of loses the comedy quite a bit. <laughs> um, but it's got some interesting moments. It's got some very dry humor, which I do like dry humor. Yeah. They they definitely touch on a few that you're like, ooh, I don't know that that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's an interesting movie because as you can see in this trailer 
their clientele come in and tell them like how horrible their relationships are and how they've mm. tried to get out of them, but they just can't. So they hire these guys to come in and create an elaborate extreme scenario to end the relationship. And, uh, one of them ends up kind of second guessing their life choices. As you can see in the trailer right now, she mm -hmm. like, she starts to have a little bit of feelings for one of their clients. Ooh. Wow. This trailer really just shows you like the whole movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> damn. It's the official trailer. I don't oh know my God. <laughs> Taika Waititi. Yes. Taika Waititi. Just does, produced it. He's a producer on it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad. I didn't hate it. It's odd. It's very odd. It kind of reminded me like a rom-com, but for friendship. So kind of in the same vein as like, I love you, man. Yeah. But not done nearly as funny. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's got some good moments in it. Some of okay. the uh, elaborate scenarios that they create are actually kind of funny just because they're so <laughs> dumb and ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. So right. that was an interesting one. I was like, hey, that's not a bad foot to, to kick off on. Yeah. But yeah. That's, it, it's, uh, it's a moments. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. It was nice not hating the first movie out of the gate, you know? Yeah, that's a good start. <laughs> um, I don't know if I could say the same. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, hate's a strong word, but <laughs> it's not great. So my movie is called awaken it's from 2015 okay it has daryl hannah in it barely uh and she's like oh, the bad guy and it's about this like girl this girl who's beating up people she finds herself on this island island randomly and she's being like attacked or hunted by these military looking guys and then she meets these other survivors on the island and and they're all also trying to avoid getting hunted by these military guys it's which i wanted to like it because i really like the most dangerous game i really like those kinds of things mm -hmm. um and, but it was just kind of it's a stereotypical like low budget hey movie what it's got that guy in it. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple <laughs> of times where you're like, oh, that guy. I know that guy. Um, Was that Edward Furlong? It may have been. That they just showed. Very or possibly. Not him. Not him. You're talking about, oh, hold on. Let me go back. Uh, the, the guy with the long hair. Not him. That guy. was Edward oh, Furlong. Uh, I thought you were talking about the guy yeah. after that. Yeah. It keeps it him. Yeah. yeah. That's All Edward right. Furlong. Look, kids, it's John Connor. Well, look, <laughs> old people, it's John Connor. For you kids, you probably don't know who John Connor is. And that's a travesty. Your parents let you down. Yeah. Sorry, Jake, continue. John Connor <laughs> saves the world, so you should really know who that is. You really should. Um, hero. Yeah, so it's... And then there's, like, this whole... It's so weird because these people kind of, like, just live in, like, grass houses in the middle of the island. And... The military knows guys, they're not military guys, but they're like private guy, army guys. They know they're there the whole time. And they're like, they brought them to the island to like keep their, to like take their organs or some shit for like rich people. It's a really convoluted <laughs> story. And it's overall not very good. Well, Hannah looks like she needed a paycheck. And that's about it. And 
I guess looks I, like everybody. all these guys just needed a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, they're not complaining that they did get paid. Uh, the, <laughs> end, the fight scene at the end is like the most entertaining part, mostly because it's so wild. Uh, I'm pretty sure all of the like shooting effects were added after the fact, <laughs> yes. and uh, the like hand-to-hand combat's very funny. So overall, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't good by any standards. <laughs> but it's not good. It's that not looks- good. Some of that preview looked hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It, it's it's not great. <laughs> well, my next one was actually kind of a more popular one that came out, um, but I never watched it and kind of totally forgot about it, and didn't yeah. realize it was one that I had actually seen this preview for until I started watching the movie. It was like, oh yeah, I remember seeing stuff for this, but it's called Adrift. Uh, it is available on Netflix right now. It's based on a true story of this couple who get caught up in a hurricane and they are literally drifting in the middle of the ocean. What's that guy from? Um, he's from the Hunger Games. That's right. Yeah, I had to look that up too. Is it um, Desic? I don't know. Okay, never mind. Yes. Yeah. 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 The dude with the the spear. With the yeah. old lady. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, I, I like Shailene Woodley. I like him and mm. Hunger Games. Uh, he's done other stuff, but you know, yeah. I couldn't think of it at the moment. But I the love, movie is uh, shot sailing. interestingly. Yeah. Huh? I like sailing movies. Yeah. Um, they're sailing, as you can tell. <laughs> this isn't really sailing, it's green screen. It's, it, it's called crashing and green screen. But, um, <laughs> The movie's not bad. Like, it was interesting. It's definitely entertaining. It's definitely got some pretty intense moments in it. I Mm -hmm. think it kind of went under the radar. I think, you know, when I first realized, as I was watching it and realized, like, oh, I remember seeing stuff for this. And then I started remembering not wanting to see it, Mm -hmm. mainly because it kind of reminded me, like, or I thought it was going to turn out to be kind of like open water, which... For longtime fans will know that is my all time <laughs> most hated fucking movie. Fuck that movie. I got, oh my God, I hate that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is not open water. It actually has a story that moves along. There's actually a point to the whole thing. I, I enjoyed it actually. I, it's a pretty good survival story. Um, and she does a really good job. She's got yeah. some scenes in it that are like, she's intense as fuck, man. Looks like she so, has to carry it because her. Boyfriend gets yes, up. yeah, yeah. Nice. He gets fucked up, um, but the makeup was pretty good. The acting is really good. It's intense. The story is really good. Um, the CGI gets a little wonky, as mm-hmm. you could tell in that preview, but it was forgivable. All right, but I I would say like Jake, I know you you dig survival movies. Um, I do that one. I mean, it's nothing like it's not going to change your life, <laughs> but. But it'll fill an evening. Yeah, and I, I actually really like how they... I like the editing of it. The way they tell the story through the editing is actually really well done. Okay. So check it out, folks. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, my movie, ninth movie, I probably liked even less than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, it's sounding like I had a much better outing. <laughs> so overall, I think it's a little rough in the beginning. It okay. does get a bit better at the end, and my last movie is actually my favorite movie. So uh, not a wash for me. I did you really enjoy it overall. 
the first the first movie or the last movie I watched would be my favorite one out of the ten. Oh, it's interesting. Crazy. Look at you Stick and I around, go. people. <laughs> so this movie is called Induced Effect. And the thing that like stood out to me about it is it, it's weird. We live in a weird time where you can put on a movie mm-hmm. and the video cameras are so, really good video cameras are so cheap now that anybody can make a good shots and good picture. And so I, first I was like, okay, yeah, this is a good movie. This is a great movie, like a normal movie that I'm about to watch. And then the first person talks and I'm like, oh, this guy's trying way too hard. He's <laughs> acting like he's trying to act. And I was like, this can't be good. And, uh, <laughs> this can't be good. That's kind of the whole movie is that there's, it's, it, I don't really know exactly what's going on. The overall gist is that. What the hell? That guy's touching boobs, and then these guys are trying to shoot people. Um, so this uh, guy that this old lady's talking to, if we ever get a reverse shot here, the, this guy, <laughs> yeah. he he's the main guy, main character guy, and he uh, is hitting up his friend who works at a hospital to get drugs. Like Not for him. He's like trying to figure out how to make money to pay back some dudes, and he realizes you can just sell prescription drugs. Uh, yeah. And... And it, like, tries to do a little bit of, like, a Dallas Buyers Club thing where they're like, hey, we're actually helping people that can't afford or, like, get it through proper channels or all this stuff. But it it does it for, like, five seconds and then moves on from it. Uh, it's mostly just this guy trying to sleep with the, a girl, the girl or two. And uh, the dialogue is really terrible. The, the this guy I forget his name, but he's a bad guy and everything. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's oh, I know who that is. The most he is entertaining always a bad part. guy. Yeah, uh, he is in it for some reason. But overall, I I really didn't like it. I was like, can this please be over at any time? <laughs> I, it was just it's it's definitely obviously low budget. Like there's the guy who stars in it, and he's his name's all over the credits. Rashid okay. Stevens. He's just did everything and so you could tell that like, it's his movie he tried ha- very hard to pull it together which is admirable but uh i'll, I'll show yeah. him respect for doing that i'll show him respect for doing that yeah uh, it, just judging it tries like too hard to be funny without any good oh writing. it's a comedy it, it's like tries to be funny it tries oh. to be like uh you know what was that movie with danny glover and the guy from Get Out and Atlanta and you know what I'm talking about where they're like they're they work at a call center and they like oh, put yeah, on white yeah, voices. Yeah, yeah. Uh sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. That but was it's like movie... kind of serious but kind of funny. Yeah, at the same I time. was so stoked to watch that. And I I, I enjoyed sorry, sorry to Bother You for the most part, but mm-hmm. that movie goes so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like Honestly, folks, if you haven't seen that one, if you ever want to watch a movie where the last 10 minutes of the movie, you literally are like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's your movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this, this was just boring overall. All right. And all of the jokes, they tried to be jokes. It was just like they had to go on too long. Like it just yeah. they didn't know the timing of it. And so I don't know if it was an editing problem or it was a lot of problems. So it's hard to say. I would skip it. I would say, <laughs> don't do it, folks. Don't, don't do it. All right. Uh, well, my next movie uh-huh. is the one that I texted Jake. Uh, this was the doozy. Um, oh. Yes, Jake. That's the name of it. Uh, 
What? Okay, hold on. Sheborg. <laughs> is this like cyborgs for? There it is. It's that top one. It's that top one. <laughs> oh, wait, that's the whole movie. It's an hour and oh. twenty-six minutes. No, there no, no. Uh, just the trip. Yeah, there she is, dude. Sheborg. This- based on the title alone, I want to love this movie. <laughs> um, it's. I don't even know where to start with this movie, all right? It really <laughs> reminded me of of our beloved Bad Taste, where it's yeah. so horrible that you can't hate it. Uh-huh. But, like, did you see that shot? Do you see these shots? <laughs> it's, it's, um, it, it's got some very entertaining moments that are just so ridiculous <laughs> and so dumb. But you can tell everyone's having fun with it. So yeah. I, I don't hate it. It's not good. I don't know if I would watch it again. But then again, I might. I honestly do. I have no clue. There's some stunts in this movie. Dude, it's... Oh, the fight scenes are hilarious because they always start off with a lot of gusto. Mm-hmm. And then you can tell everyone is trying not to actually like hit each other. So they're pulling every punch they throw. Yeah, And you can tell... <laughs> and it's funny but uh yeah so she so sheborg is about sheborg that lady <laughs> not, not yeah the one the one on trial there it looks heavily influenced by uh the star trek uh, uh kind of borg the borg race I, in star trek i would say that's fair that scene so that's her introduction scene and it's okay. one of my favorite moments in the whole movie because she's on trial for something and she is sentenced to die instantly for whatever space crime she committed Mm -hmm. and the goth chick that lays down the sentencing her two guards she's like (laughs) uh how does she disintegrate her and they start puking like chunky green random shit onto her they're just like ah but it's like that 90s style puking where you can tell that they're just opening their mouths and the tube is on their face and it's just spraying (laughs) and it like it's supposed to melt her or something but it doesn't because you Mm. wouldn't have a movie if it did that um and she crash lands in australia and uh these two rebellious women who you can't tell if they're high schoolers or not or just rebellious women is it um, an Australian movie? Yes. Like they all have accents and stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's, nice. it's in Australia. It is goofy. It's entertaining <laughs> on just such a, it's so bad that yeah. you kind of can't hate it, or at least people like you and I, Jake, um, can't really hate it. But yeah. the funniest part of it is the movie has a catchphrase. Okay. And it's the most random catchphrase I've ever <laughs> heard in a movie. Uh, but a lot of the characters, especially the main character, um, oh, she ran away. She's not on the scene right now. Not Sheborg. Uh, it's the redheaded girl. Okay. Yeah. Her her main catchphrase throughout the movie is "crap my life." <laughs> That's funny. Throughout the movie, she just goes, "Oh crap, my life." <laughs> it's probably funnier in an Australian accent. It is. It, I can't do one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Sheborg. Oh, oh, yeah, and then there's another detail. Sheborg crash lands in a puppy farm. <laughs> okay. Which is a part of the movie, and, like, when she kills people, they turn into cyborgs, so they're, like, zombie oh. cyborg humanoid things. I don't think that's how cyborgs work, but... At all. But no. 
Uh, it takes a lot of time and effort and technology to build a, a, a human being sustained by machinery. But but you know what? It's that's just like, me. If you are fans of movies such as early, early Peter Jackson era, yeah, um, you might actually get a big kick out of this one <laughs> because it's so terrible. But at the same time, you're like. They had fun making it. There's even bloopers during the end credits, which I was nice. like, all right. So it's a doozy. It yeah. really is. I believe you. I do now. That's <laughs> awesome, though. And uh, it looks, I mean, it looks like the whole movie is on YouTube. But, so you It's also on uh, Paramount or uh, on Prime. <laughs> okay. Not Paramount. It's on Prime. I, I will probably watch that because that looks like a I good time. I thought about you. But like almost the whole time I watched it, Jake. Okay. <laughs> All right. My next movie is called Crash and Burn. This is the best oh. trailer I could find. The picture does get a little better. Don't worry. Don't adjust your TV sets, people. <laughs> Crash and this Burn. This is just a test. <laughs> Crash and Burn. Well, the good thing is it has Michael Madsen in it. He's the villain. Oh. And uh, it's kind of like... It, it's for fans of Gone in 60 Seconds and Reservoir Dogs. Oh. If you take Michael Madsen, make him the bad guy, he does some similar Reservoir Dogsy things as he does in that movie. And then this main guy is like, he, he used to run with this crew and just steal cars. He's a big car thief, just got out of prison. Now he's kind of working for the feds, trying to like get into this big car thieving ring um, and and rat them out. And so he's trying to like get his old friends to trust him again, uh, or let you know stay friends. He went through some shit with them, and you know trying to get past it. Uh, it's like a, so I Is learned it? a I learned a phrase a while ago called dad core. What the like, fuck is dad? Core? Have you ever heard of dad core? No. Dad core is like, like predator is dad core. Like it's the kind of movies that you would like your dad would watch or just like put on the TV. It's just a movie that's made for dudes. Like, oh, okay, and, okay. And it's like just like, kind of just a stereotypical prototypical uh, movie like that. Okay. It feels like something that would be on like, like Spike TV or something all the time. Yeah. It's just like. Here's a movie. It's got fast cars. Like it's, they've got like they've got like this technology. Like it was obviously made in the early 2000s, where like uh, cell phones were starting to become a thing, and they and cars were starting to become more technological. And so okay. instead of just like hot wiring and and using slim jims and stuff to break into cars, he has uh, there he has like all of these doodads. Like t like he's got like a little. Uh, gun that will shoot like a little uh like a radio wave to turn off the cop car that's chasing him kind of thing or he has like a little it looks like a like a palm pilot that he's using to try to hack into the car to open the door kind of thing okay so they try to like use all of those things the the best part is there's a he has to steal like all these different kinds of fancy cars for michael madsen so they can sell them to the chinese mafia or something and uh, one of them is in a, like a museum. There's like only a couple of them in the city. It's a prototype. And so it, they choose to steal the one in the museum and they steal it by like going in after hours and disassembling it and taking it out piece by piece, kind of like uh, Ocean's Eleven style kind of thing. Oh my God. So it, it's overall pretty fun. Um, okay. It's just like if you like 
cars and shooter shooting people up and boobs and uh, <laughs> boobs your tr normal traditional uh, guy movie stuff so it's not a bad time i was about to make a joke of like fast and furious right yeah. like his family involved and then when they do the <laughs> the like the titles at the mm -hmm. end of this preview it's very fast and furious style and yeah that makes me laugh yeah, it's that's, definitely that's a good time. This is a <laughs> definitely Fast and Furious as well. <laughs> and they're like, there's this whole like uh, the Mexican gang is like trying to stop Michael Madsen, and so they're trying to. There's like a like a three a th going on? Th yeah. There's like a triangle with the the this Mexican gang and Michael Madsen's like like mafia thing, and then uh, the feds, obviously. Drug so they're trying to play all sides and. And get out with his friends and his girl yeah. and all that stuff. So naturally, and yeah, the <laughs> opening was that like car flip, and I was like, I can't hate this movie. It's got cool stunts in it. So <laughs> there are worse things. All right, all right, that could be a fun one. That that could be a fun one, Jake. That really yeah. could. It's not going to change your life, but it's not. It's not a bad time. <laughs> uh, my next one is from the 1980s. In fact, actually, it was made in 1980. Um, I like the name. It, it's got nope. kind of a... Nope. <laughs> None of that's it. <laughs> Not personality disorder. Um, is it this one? Is that 1980. It? Yeah, 1980. All right. Um, oh, they have a restricted trailer for it. Yeah. Okay. Shout Factory. Um. Oh, that scene's awkward as fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Oh, not that one. There's like... There's a, a hot tub scene earlier in the movie... Where it's a bunch of like old women naked in a top. In the oh, hot tub. It's odd. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> it's a slasher movie. It's a serial nice. killer movie. Uh, this woman plays a columnist who is in a support group, and the members <laughs> of her support group. My brain like froze with the way you said <laughs> columnist. I was like, "Are you trying to say communist?" I don't understand. No, no. She like, writes columns columnist. in the newspaper. Yes, I figured news, it out. <laughs> <laughs> the newspaper children was yeah. this older thing <laughs> where you got it daily in the morning and you mm. would read it and it had news in it. Yeah. Um, it was like a like blog that. that came to your door every day. Right. Um, still biased. You still can trust it as much. <laughs> fuck them. But it had stuff in it and it made your eyes work. The best part it was crazy. the comic section. And the comics was the best section. And your hands always had kind of like weird ink stains and yeah. kind of smelled weird after probably but gave you cancer it may have we'll find out in a few years when all of us <laughs> drop dead uh so anyways it's called schizoid yeah uh so her support group everyone in the support group starts getting killed one by one okay. and uh the the movie is uh kind of a who done it but not really cuz no one's really trying to figure out who's killing people like there's a couple detectives mm -hmm. that are very ineffective throughout mm -hmm. the movie uh it's really just like a slasher movie without being gory slasher mover movie okay um her doctor that guy yeah is gross <laughs> like creepy and, gross and horny uh -huh. um yeah, he's like sleeping with multiple women in the support group. Mm. But when you see the sex scenes in the movie, you're like, this is weird. Like, <laughs> kind of reminiscent of The Room. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where you're just that like, that doesn't get of... any weirder than that. No. Um, There's boobs in this. There are boobs in it. 
there's some weird moments in this movie. It's not <laughs> bad. It really isn't a bad movie. In fact, I found myself throughout the movie thinking this would be an interesting story or an interesting movie to remake now. Yeah. Maybe tweak a little bit of the writing, but don't really change too much. Just clean up some of the writing in it. And mm-hmm. I think it would actually be a pretty effective movie. Um, Is it I called it, Schizoid because they're in like a support group and they're like borderline schizophrenic um, it, or crazy so that nobody believes them or what? No, it, it's called Schizoid because the guy that wrote it thought it'd be a clever title oh, to put on a movie tickets. about a killer. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it more credit than it needed. Like, I, I can't. I'm not. Yeah. Like. The title, I was expecting, like, oh, there's got to be some crazy shit that happens in this. Yeah. And really not a lot happens. It's just kind of like, oh, it's like a slow burn, 1980s, early slasher flick without being gory and graphic. Seems like Um, there's a lot of scissor murders. There are scissor murders. Yeah, the killer uses (laughs) scissors instead of a knife. Yeah. Um, Which I thought was like, okay, so that's their standout, trying to hope that their killer... Yeah. Like, like this is unique. It's memorable, but this yeah. movie I feel was completely forgotten and lost in the shuffle of the 1980s slasher. It's super craze. 80s because uh, this chick is going. This building has a fallout shelter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's 80s, <laughs> authentic so, 80s. But I didn't hate it. I mean, I'm a fan of like classic style movies like this. Yeah, it's, especially slashers. It's cheap budget like it's a low budget film but it adds to kind of the fun of it um it's like a a more appropriate version of silent night deadly night for those of you that know what that movie is (laughs) i would chalk this one up with that one as well Uh, it's Um, a great christmas movie it's a great christmas movie (laughs) if you're kind of fucked in the head it's a great christmas movie (laughs) it explains a lot about us (laughs) Uh, okay yeah so that was my movie Nice. Yeah. Um, my next movie. Oh, here we go. This actually is the right thing. So I don't have a great trailer for it because it was it was on British TV as a miniseries, but oh. it was recut and put on Amazon as a movie. And so it's a very the best trailer I could find is this short twenty second TV spot for it. Um, <laughs> okay, it's called A Mother's Son. Cool, and which is a very generic title. He looks and, very morose, by the way. Yeah, so this is the mother's son for everybody who's following along at home. Um, that's that's the mother's. The, this mother is like. Um, remarried or has a boyfriend or something that lives with her okay. uh, so this the, this the kid is of course a little bit upset that her mom and dad are split up uh, the mom and her new husband slash boyfriend has other kids like he's got two or three other kids this guy uh, a daughter or maybe two daughters and they all live together okay. and so the thing that happens is there's a murder there's Ooh. a body that's found on the beach or in the bluffs or some shit. Jake, and... I like that you are pausing it and pointing out. See on the <laughs> screen, it says body found. Yeah, this is the news network <laughs> describing that a body was found. This The whole movie is just right here on the surface. Um, 
Shut up. So <laughs> I'm not judging you. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> so a body's found. Um, and then randomly, I, there's not. It's not really described, but I don't know why. But the mother finds shoes under her son's bed, and there's blood on them. And so she starts to get a little suspicious. Maybe my son murdered this girl, which is not what you would immediately jump to. But she has. It, I, I'm giving it like shit, but it is actually a pretty darn good movie. Oh, okay. I was I was actually rather impressed. I thought it was gonna suck um, after the last couple I watched, but this is where it started like turning to be good. All right. I I thought I liked the risks that it took. I liked where it went, and I liked the ending. I thought it did a lot of things that I didn't expect, so it wasn't predictable, and that's good. Oh, yeah. um, but so she she finds these shoes. There's blood and mud and stuff on them. So she's like hanging on to him for a while trying to like talk to her ex-husband the kid's dad and be like what should we do and all this stuff and uh and then she talks to like her new husband that's the ex-husband she talks to her new husband and his husband and he's like well i have a that's that guy he's like well i have <laughs> i have a daughter in the house if your son is out murdering boys or murdering girls and i don't want uh my daughter to be murdered so he gets like a little bit finicky about that i mean but understandably got a fair point <laughs> understandably yeah and uh and so she's she it's, it does a good job of trying to balance like does she love her son unconditionally of course then does that mean that she should like cover up his crime help him like get away with it if he did mm -hmm. it but she doesn't know if he did it so does she tell him she doesn't want to like confront him and like have him pull away from her because they have this whole like tension with the breakup and all this stuff so it's overall pretty good i liked right. it it's a good movie especially if you like british drama like kind of see where it goes kind of movies dude i'll, uh, I'll tell you what good. there's some british dramas that are like they get it they get intense there's yeah. a few of them that you're like oh yeah and unlike all the movies so far the acting is really good so that helped oh, a lot that's yeah. gotta help yeah um, well, my so next movie, I I really did not like this movie. This movie had no clue. What 1998? The fuck? Yep. Okay. Uh, this movie has no clue what the fuck it was trying to be, what it uh, wanted quality to be. could not be worse. Um, <laughs> this is also the movie. I, if there's one thing there that go. I have kind of learned in four of these episodes now. Yeah. Is I'm realizing... Like, there's always an actor that'll pop up that I'm like, you know what? I really don't like you. Is now, I've always Sexton known... Sexton the third? No. Uh, I've always known that I'm a not funny a name. <laughs> Casey Affleck uh, fan. Yeah. But I really don't like that guy. I just don't think he's that good. He's a... Uh... Yeah. Um, he's in this as okay. a, a whiny not teenager guy <laughs> is he an angsty teen hey, it's uh ethan soupley yeah so ethan soupley's in it kate hudson is in it christina oh, yeah. ritchie is in it Ooh, uh, that guy was in it um <laughs> it's got a few people that you're like oh i know who that dude is yeah um so let me try to tell you what this movie is about okay and you're gonna Please be do. like what the fuck and that's exactly <laughs> what i thought all so right. keep in mind, this movie is just under two hours, if I remember right. Maybe not even that. I think it might be like an hour and 40 minutes. Okay. So this movie has like four or five storylines going on all at the same time, and they never actually focus on 
most of them. So okay. the first storyline is a father and his actress daughter are on a road trip across America to find weird roadside attractions. Uh, Kate Hudson, that's her and her dad. Mm. Uh, they are coming to this tiny town to see the world's largest ice cream cone. <laughs> you saw the world's largest ice cream cone. <laughs> it was not that spectacular. While it's not they, even like real. It's just no, it's a giant paper like, mache. Yeah. Uh, while they are visiting this town, they meet these quirky town folk. And townies. When I say town folk or the townies, mm -hmm. uh, this town is literally like a street. Yeah. That's all you see of this town. So the father and daughter get quarantined in this town because a semi-truck driving a conglomerate cola crashes and spills and the driver of the truck dies unexpectedly and mysteriously so the fbi get called in to quarantine this town oh. and keep everyone there but their quarantining is only like three or four fbi agents that show up and sit <laughs> on the one part of the road mm -hmm. um and then the other storyline is there's a hotel that has burned down and the insurance company is questioning whether it was an accident or done on purpose. So they're trying to investigate that where the mm -hmm. guy who owns the hotel and the local sheriff team up to try and figure it out themselves. Okay. Um, and then the main character, him, he is trying to build a water park. His dad wanted to build in this town out of like in remembrance of his dead dad, but all the water from the reserve or whatever is actually being funneled into the Cola's factory, which is also in this town across mm. the way from the water park. That's what the movie's <laughs> about. Yeah. Oh, and then there's a random shooting that happens that has zero consequence. I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> it was so boring. It was so dumb. <laughs> I was like, Maybe I should just when I see Casey Affleck as like a title character. Yeah. Maybe I skip it. I think yeah. the only thing I've really loved that he's been in was the Oceans movies. And he's not even okay. like a big part of them. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the only movie I can think of that I love, even though he's in it, is Interstellar. And it's kind of because oh, his yeah. character, he's supposed to suck. And so yeah. you, you're supposed to not like him. And you kind of forget that he's there. Yeah. Like I did. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many better things happening in that movie. But I just don't think I'm a fan of his. And no. this movie just like it's one of those independent films where you're like, good on you for making your own thing. Mm -hmm. Why did you make this your one thing? Like <laughs> yeah. this movie is just bad. <laughs> yeah. It seems to have like a lot of kind of stereotypical like stuff of the time like yeah. angsty teenagers kind of quirky town uh it's just yeah. kind of a late 90s early 2000s I, kind of movie i really <laughs> hated that movie i was like god damn it sheborg was so much better okay my next movie are we still on five yeah we are uh i really liked Ooh. it was a documentary which i was okay. a little bit surprised about um i i didn't really know what it was going to be until I started watching it because mm -hmm. I saw the title. It's called Stars in the Sky. And I was like, well, that sounds kind of like a scary movie, like a space movie or something. It's not. It's a documentary. It's called uh, Stars in the Sky, A Hunting Story. 
Okay. It's a documentary about hey. hunting. And it has a bunch of like interviews. It's written, it's made by a guy, um, which I don't know if they showed him yet. He, he like just likes talking about hunting to people. And so he's in it, his brothers are in it, and then he gets all these other people in it. And you kind of get a really good sense of a wide variety of hunters. Like they every okay. every anybody can be a hunter. It's not like a certain person, like a yeah. certain stereotype. Lots of different kinds of people are hunters. Um, and yeah, Joe Rogan has a, like a short interview in it. There's a lot of different interviews from a lot of different people. And it's really, really interesting. This guy is like a philosopher and all this stuff. Oh. That guy's a congressman. Um, there's just like a lot of different people talking about, about hunting, about like the history of hunting, about why they like hunting, how they were brought into it. And I think it's just a really good movie about if, if you are like, curious about it or even if you're anti-hunting i think it just gives you a really good perspective of like who these people are what they're doing it ex it if there's a very distinct paradox in hunting which i've always like thought was interesting but also i th understand why people are thrown off by it which is hunters love nature and they love these yeah. animals and all this stuff and they literally like face it head on how can you love these animals and kill them at the same time and so they try to like describe what it is what it means to them what it means to be a hunter how how they're caring for the animals and the and the, and the nature and all the stuff um Ooh, and how they get food yeah like it's always about food and and they talk about like trophy hunting and stuff too which mm -hmm. is interesting to kind of get the the different sides but it's yeah. it's a really really well put together documentary um, with a lot of different perspectives, and I really really liked it. I watched it twice. I watched it once, oh, and I was like, I was like, this is really good, uh, Christy. You'll like this, and so I watched it with my wife as well. Oh, nice. She, she liked it too. So it's it's awesome. I highly recommend Stars in the Sky: A Hunter's Story. That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. My next one is the kind of movie that I would typically just absolutely fucking hate with everything inside of me. Um, and I did not. I did Ooh, not hate this movie. Hot take. Um, it is cheesy as hell. Um, is that it? I don't know. Yep, that's me. it. Okay. Um, so it's a Canadian style pseudo. Hallmark movie? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Um, about this again, tiny town. Mm -hmm. Um who have like this real small local paper and there's a an advice column in it called Dear Viola. And mm -hmm. that woman ends up kind of taking over the column, but she does it in secret, like only her and her boss and this random black lady that lives with her now. <laughs> they never quite explain like her relationship with her, with this lady. She takes care of her because she's got like health issues, and that's pretty much where they leave it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, she takes over this column, gives this old column that's kind of a, a town tradition. She gives it a little bit of a new spark, some new life, if you will, and the town becomes obsessed with the column even more so than they already were. And this man ends up writing into the column, uh, trying to talk about he's lost his wife. 
Um, mm. And he struggles being a single father, especially with the fact that he was so in love with his wife. And every time he looks at their daughter, he only sees his wife and he's not sure. He feels like it hinders him in his parenting and living abilities. And she kind of calls him out on a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cute movie. <laughs> yeah. Like I found myself like it's got some very. It's got some good things to say, whether you're like single or in a relationship, it has some good stuff to, to give you. Mm-hmm. It is kind of preachy and super cheese ball in some of it, but you forgive it when you understand the style, which watching this trailer, I would hope you totally get the style. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but it, it wasn't bad. I really like the musical score, even though they overuse it for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a pretty little score. It's okay. a cute movie. Uh, it kind of reminded me of some elements from like You've Got Mail. Yeah, I was going to say Sleepless like, in Seattle with the dead or wife Sleepless angle. in Seattle, yeah. So it's got some cute moments. The daughter's real adorable. Um, I, I like I like when her, uh, she has her like ponytail slightly to the side. She looks like Deb from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yes! yes. Yeah. Uh, I think what I appreciated the most about this movie is it's like for adults, like, mm. like not 20 year old rom-com kind of stuff. This is like late thirties, like mid thirties to early forties kind yeah. of rom-com, which I, I actually really appreciated and respected. Cause <laughs> you know, that's your demographic. Now. You get old and, and that happens. <laughs> I was like, Hey, it's not like teenagers. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's got a cute approach to it. And that guy is handsome too. Dude, his daughter is fucking adorable, and I was yeah. like, and you know me. Anytime there's like a, a father daughter relationship in a movie, like yeah. if it's cute or well played or just well written, like I'm a sucker for it. So when this movie ended, I was like, God damn it! <laughs> I should have hated the shit out of that movie, but I did not. <laughs> All right. It's a cute date movie, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can watch that and then watch like. <laughs> A slasher flick. I don't know. <laughs> you yeah, you got to totally. balance, right? You got to have balance. Balance. Totally. Totally. So, Dear Viola. Uh, okay. I can't remember where I watched that. It was. Yeah, we haven't really been saying. Uh, oh, that one was available on Prime. Nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. My next movie is from the 50s, and it's called The Aztec Mummy. I actually couldn't find a trailer for it, but it's part of a trilogy. So this is a trailer for Curse of the Aztec Mummy, which shows a lot of the same scenes. I think they do a lot of recapping or something. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it's very much, it's old black and white from the 50s. It's made in Mexico. So it was dubbed in English for me, but you could tell all of the cast and crew and all you know, it was directed and written by all these like Mexican people produced in Mexico. It's a Mexican movie. The best part is this guy. So there's a lot to say about this movie. It's it's a little bit wild. The overall gist of it is that it's kind of like the... Obviously inspired by the Universal Monster movies, the Mummy, things like that. Right. It's it's about like... There's a, a mob boss kind of guy who wants to un earth this aztec gold and to do that he needs to figure out where the gold is so through um through hypnosis he's able to like go back to 
find someone who is related to somebody who is actually in Aztec times and knows what kind of where the gold was in the Aztec temple. That's that flashback there. Um, so he uses hypnosis. He finds a doctor who uses hypnosis to get this information so he can get the gold. That's okay. plot line number one. <laughs> plot line number two is my favorite part, which is this guy. There's a luchador Mexican wrestler who wears a mask and cape, and he, he uses this outfit to hide his identity. And he talks on his like radio watch. He talks to like this kid who's kind of his sidekick, and uh, and he's like a little Robin guy. And okay. uh, the luchador is like a is like a superhero. He's like a crime fighter that goes yes. around. Everybody he knows who he the is. Shit out of that guy. Yeah, his name, he's called the Angel, and uh, he's just the best part. Obviously, I love wrestling and luchadors in general, <laughs> but the fact that he's like a superhero crime-fighting luchador that he gets like stuck above a pit and he has to call this kid to come help him, yeah, uh, it's, it's really fun. That's the bad guy on the left. Like He just like, gets this doctor to hypnotize this chick to get the gold information. Right. Um, it's... <laughs> it's a wild ride. <laughs> Apparently, it's that the actual mummy is barely in it. Uh, they do have a mummy, like an Aztec mummy, that shows up. He's more like a zombie, to be honest. Um, that sounds about right. But uh, yeah, they kind of, like it, and uh, it's kind of interesting. They try to balance uh, the different aspects of. <laughs> I it's love like those kinds like, of shots, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they were like. Uh, you know, the mummies are in pyramids, and there are pyramids in Mexico, so we'll just have Aztec mummies, even though I don't know if they ever mummified anybody. Think, yeah, I don't think the Aztecs actually practice mummification. <laughs> I could be wrong. pyramids, and that's but... close enough. Uh, yeah. Dude, him it... sucker punching that guy is amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually really fun. And yeah, it's part of a trilogy that they okay. filmed like all at the same time. There was like Peter Jackson stuff. They filmed it all at the same times with the same cast and everything. Um, it's kind of fun. And I kind of want to watch the rest. It's just a good, if you like 50s <laughs> monster movies Dude. with a crime fighting wrestler, it's up your alley. I feel like that's it. That is unique enough to be a selling point right there. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, I'm in for just the the, the mummy zombie movie, but you had a crime-fighting wrestler, and it's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I like it, Jake. I like it. And I love those like classic-style monster movies. So I remember, yeah. uh, I think it was the second or third one we did of these, I watched a movie called... Wait the cat people or something like that. That one was a lot of fun. Cat girl. I think cat girl, cat girl. Yeah. That yeah. one was a lot of fun. Um, my next one is a little sci-fi flick called yeah. 2149. The aftermath. Oh, wait, it was, uh, actually called ESC. Oh, wait, they changed the name again <laughs> to Darwin. Oh, wait, they changed it to confinement. Oh, never mind. Finally, 2149, The Aftermath. Jeez Louise. Yes, the movie got renamed four times. I've had um, that where it's like, I'm trying to find this movie. It has a title. Oh, you changed the title. It's so confusing. Yes. I had that like one other time. I haven't had four, though. That's crazy. Yeah, this one had four different titles. Um, it's an interesting movie. It It's pretty basic, honestly. So 
It's about it's sometime in the future, dystopian future. It's not right? sometime. It's twenty one forty nine. Obviously, it's a dystopian future <laughs> in Canada. Oh, um, they never actually say what year it is. It's literally like <laughs> I think they only called it twenty one forty nine, hoping that like, yeah. well, we'll all be dead by the time twenty forty one or twenty one forty nine comes around. We won't be alive for it. That was a marketing move. The yes. writers had nothing to do with it. Yes. Um, so it's about this guy named Darwin who as a young child is putting like this weird protective pod and with a giant computer and mm -hmm. a bodysuit that has a keyboard built into the legs. Um, to the legs? Like his legs. So you'll Not see in this trailer, arm. he like types on his suit and oh. the keyboard is on his thighs. All right. Um, so he grows up in this protective pod because they are told that the air is bad outside. Okay. There's no explanation of a government. There's no explanation about anything. It's just the air is bad for you. You will die. Don't go outside. This says it's nine years after the Great War. They never talk about a war. Which the, everybody so knows you know. the Great War was 1914. But <laughs> they never talk about Great War got a, a sequel. <laughs> he's got a voiceover. Uh, like a an old man voiceover mm. and it's very vague. Okay. Um, but anyway, so he, he grows up in this room. He hates his life. He looks like he's about to kill himself if he had the tools to do. See? Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, um, wait, that's like, uh, I like his little texting. Uh, yeah. Well, phrases. he doesn't. So when you meet Darwin, he hasn't spoken a word uh, in nine years. Okay. Um, so this is all he has. I wish you were okay. Okay. That, okay. All right. Fair enough. And, uh, this freak storm happens that kills his computer, which kills his oxygen supply. And he is forced to go outside into the dangerous world mm -hmm. of like nothing. There's nothing. He has a job where he remote controls a tractor which is not a futuristic tractor by the way it's literally the kinds <laughs> of tractors you see on a john deere yeah um so he goes wandering into the world obviously from the trailer he encounters people and realizes the air is not bad um and the movie is just kind of him interacting with this small group of people and there's weird drones that hunt people so they have mm. to like stay in hiding um, it's not the worst sci-fi movie. <laughs> it's a pretty bland sci-fi movie. Yeah. Uh, that scene that you just saw there in that trailer, that actually is like not an exciting moment in the movie. That's a bad <laughs> dream. Spoiler. Uh, like he's having a bad dream right there. All right. Um, his acting, I was like, he's trying really hard. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I recognize this guy, but I can't place where I, I recognize him from. But I've seen that face. <laughs> and uh, he happens to be from one of my favorite movies. I've talked about it several times on this show called The Descendants. He plays the mm. dumbass stoner friend that tags along with George Clooney and his daughters to okay. find. Yeah, yeah. 
Who was uh, the best actor at Catalina Film Festival? Sure. For maybe who was stoned <laughs> off their ass the whole time. Oh, no, I haven't. Catalina Film Festival. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him in anything other than this and Descendants. But and Emmy, Emmy nominated Molly Parker. I, uh, you can tell him. it's Canadian because I don't know what Genie nominated means. Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> no clue. That's not a thing. Um, but it's not the worst sci-fi it's a pretty bland sci-fi decent uh visual effects yeah the not, cgi not great, is not, not the bad. worst either it, it's a little sketchy on a few parts but um yeah, yeah than i could do it, it was an interesting movie the story was kind of like oh all right um okay. they they try to throw a couple twists into the movie that when you see the twist you're kind of like okay so <laughs> <laughs> effective yeah. um but yeah it's i didn't hate it it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be okay but yeah exciting i think that one was on prime too all right um <clears throat> my next movie is actually from this year 2022 Ooh. it's called a thousand little cuts and and at first I thought there was going to be a lot of overlap with that movie I hated about the guy selling drugs. And there were just similarities between them. I was like, oh, no, here we go again kind of thing. Yeah. But I ended, I ended up not hating this movie. It's, it's pretty good. It's interesting enough, at least. Okay. So it's about this girl. She works at a... Uh, it's a company that sells, like, supplements, like vitamins and stuff. But they're obviously very sketchy about, like, uh, they can't actually promise that it helps you because oh, right. it's, like, legal stuff. So they, they she, she, like, has to do copy editing for to make sure that they're actually following the rules and all this stuff. Okay. And every, everybody's kind of, like, a dick to her. Um, she, her boyfriend cheats on her. Like, this is where she's walking home with her friend and discovers that her boyfriend's cheating on her. The whole movie is kind of told uh, in the past. So that quick clip where she's in the hospital room, mm -hmm. um, that's you like discover that she's in a hospital room and she's trying to remember like why she's there. She's like, oh, I was just okay. on a run. So she's like I, connecting dots. Yeah, she's like, okay. I, I went for a run because I walked in on my boyfriend cheating on me and got pissed off and broke up with him. And so then I went for a run and I twisted my ankle and now I'm in hospital. Oh, and then through the, through the course of the movie, she kind of realizes that she's uh what's that thing called where you're like a non, um, non reliable narrator. What's that called? You know what I'm talking about? A liar. <laughs> no, there's like a, like a writing <laughs> plot device where, uh, she's like an unreliable you would think that she's a reliable source as the narrator telling the story but she's not because she actually doesn't know remember what happened oh i know what you're talking about um I'm, I'm it's not a thing gonna, yeah it's a thing guys it, she's it really is. she's that so okay. she realizes that well she doesn't realize but we as the audience realize because she's talking to which you don't see in the scene she's talking to a therapist who's like trying to help her she's like why am i talking to a therapist when i just twisted my ankle and uh apparently a bunch of other shit happened and she has to like try to remember and through the course of the movie you're like oh actually 
you weren't on a run from your boyfriend breaking up with you because a whole bunch of stuff happened after that. And then you had a whole other relationship and then you ended up in the hospital and it was pretty traumatic. And so now this therapist is trying to help you connect the dots so that you are like, not, you don't go crazy kind of thing. Wow. And so this uh, movie should have been called schizoid. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, okay. And so she's trying to like connect the dots through her whole experience and a new relationship with this guy, mm -hmm. uh, handsome McHandsome pants. And then she's talking to this, <laughs> she's talking to this therapist and uh, the therapist like clues you in that she doesn't really know what's going on. She's like, Oh shit, my ankle's not twisted. It's actually, my leg was broken. How'd yeah. that happen? And uh, you realize that there's more than meets the eye because the therapist is talking to this detective. That's the detective guy. And uh, she like, murder her boyfriend. Well, the, the detectives like just stop, be, like stop trying to like lead her back to her answer. Like I'd let's just go in there and talk to her and close the case kind of thing. And, uh, and the therapist like, no, she needs time. It's traumatic. We need to get there on her own time kind of thing. Yeah. So trying to, trying to buy time. So she's trying to, yeah, trying to like yeah, figure out how, why she's there on all this stuff. She's a killer. She's not the killer. She's a well, killer. <laughs> I take that back. She does <laughs> called she it. does murder her boyfriend. <laughs> I knew it. Spoiler alert for this movie. Uh, she does murder her boyfriend. <laughs> but the move, movie doesn't really treat it like she murdered her boyfriend. I feel like she certainly murdered her boyfriend. The problem okay. is there's this guy. Uh, the tr The poster is like she's on a run and there's like a creepy figure behind her. So I was like, yeah. oh, it'll be a horror movie with like someone following her it's not really at all um there is this guy that kind of like stalks her that she met on a run uh she met a couple of times she kind of blew him off he's kind of like a dick and didn't like that and like i guess feels entitled to talk to her or something so he broke her leg and then he may have killed the boyfriend and well he, her. he okay spoiler alert for the end of the movie because they show it in the trailer he breaks into the house with a gun for no real reason wow he has a pistol he breaks into the house um she is fighting with her boyfriend her boyfriend is abusive so a lot happens in this movie. This guy, handsome McHandsome pants, is like actually abusive. Like oh. he will like slap her or like push her or like do all this stuff to. And she's obviously very uncomfortable with it, but doesn't do anything about it really. So he's abusive to her. They meet. I thought they showed it in this trailer. They meet his like ex girlfriend at like a bar, and uh, I'm, apparently I'm going to tell you about this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, this, this chick. <laughs> They meet, they meet her at a bar and she like looks back. She looks back and like seems like she sh wants to say more. And this is before you know he's abusive. And I was like, 100% this guy's abusive. Like she wants to tell her you shouldn't be in a relationship like, with this guy. Get the fuck out, chick. Yeah. She doesn't. She feels bad about it. Comes back later after she's been abused. Um, but yeah, at that point I was like, oh, I see where this is going. Um, <clears throat> so the thing about this movie is that every male character is bad. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. As okay. soon as I, I at first I was like, I kind of like this movie. It's going, it's interesting. It's going in a good direction. Her boss is like, he's kind of stringing her along. He's like, oh yeah, I'll let you like come on, come to me and like, we'll uh, talk about you getting a promotion, become a copywriter instead of a copy editor. And then you just like, 
goes to play golf and like blows her off and she's like he misses her appointment and it constantly like dick I, yeah it's just kind of like constantly a dick um the the detective guy is trying to rush the therapist he's yeah. like hey i just want to close the case the jogging guy we already talked about he feels like entitled to her talking to him and wants to like ask her out but she like is blowing him off and then obviously the boyfriend's abusive and the other boyfriend cheats on her cheats so there's her. like no good character uh, male characters in it um the therapist's husband seems like he's good and then the therapist is like oh well the detective wants me to rush it and then he's like well did it help her to tell her and she's like well yeah and he's like oh well there you go and she's like no so i don't know it kind of sucks <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> no don't tell me what to do man uh but it, it so the whole thing is like a thousand little cuts is like she dealt with all these thousand little cuts to her dignity from her right. boss and her boyfriend and and the, the abusive boyfriend so spoiler alert for this movie because uh, you don't need to watch it it kind of sucks but <laughs> i mean it's not terrible but it's, it also is not real like so when this guy breaks in with the gun um he they're, they're having a fight like she had already broken up with the abusive guy Mm-hmm. he isn't like stalking her like he isn't like trying to like get back with her so i even though he was abusive to her i don't feel like she was afraid for her life or physical safety or anything like that um she she texts him she's like i miss you he comes over to have this whole conversation and then the dude uh kicks the, the door down the jogging dude kicks the door down and uh, ends up they wrestle for the gun. Oh, someone she, gets shot she, accidentally, huh? She tells the the detective that that guy shot her boyfriend, and then she shoots the the guy and could save her boyfriend. But hell, you find out later. She tells the therapist, "Well, actually, he didn't. She didn't. He didn't shoot my boyfriend. Uh, we did wrestle for the gun, and I did shoot the guy who broke into my house." But then it was my boyfriend was just laying there, knocked down, and I had the convenient ability to kill my abusive boyfriend and did, and I murdered Ow! him. And uh, and then the the therapist covers it up for her because the detective walks in and they're like, nothing happened, no big deal. <laughs> Double tap, folks. Yeah. So uh, that's the tap. whole movie I just told you. About. <laughs> that was the most like <laughs> you were like. You dissected the shit out of that whole film with a well, minute and thirty eight second trailer. <laughs> it it helps that they show you pretty much pretty everything much the whole in movie. the trailer. <laughs> yeah, it helped me remember exactly what happened because they show all of it. <laughs> but the acting overall is good. Uh, I okay. bought this girl the whole time. Uh, she's obviously she has got broken phone she's trying to move up in the world she's kind of feels like she can't move forward all these people are holding her back so it was generally good but also a lot of it didn't make any sense and it was kind of a man hater movie so whatever yeah there's a lot of those yeah <laughs> well i was genuinely excited for this one. Oh, i like that um, guy because one i have learned i'm kind of becoming a pretty decent fan of a 24 yeah the production company not all of their movies are great i'm not gonna say that but i have been a big fan of a lot of theirs so when i saw a 24 i was like ooh. when i found out it was a political thriller i was like mm-hmm. ooh, ooh 
because I love me a good political thriller. <laughs> Scott, like, it's an interesting story. So I was also. I will say, when you see Ben Kingsley, it could be great or it could be garbage. And that's where I went with that. I was like, ooh, this is either going to be amazing or it's going to be like, oh, dear Lord, what did they do? <laughs> yeah. Um, it is neither, actually. Wow, I went real like, neither. <laughs> it's neither. Um, <laughs> neither. Neither. Is that your British accent? Neither. <laughs> That's. <sighs> Move on. I lost, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> neither. I had to. One more time. I'm sorry. So That's it's about right. this dude who gets a job at the UN as part of this program called Oil for Food. It's based on a true story. The oil for food thing was a real thing in mm. 2002 in the UN. So this movie takes place uh, right kind of towards the beginning of the time when the United States was going to invade Iraq to go after Saddam Hussein. Okay. Um, so he plays this UN employee who starts finding out and kind of uncovering things about the oil for food program that's actually giant corruption. Like a lot of payouts, a lot of bribes, a lot yeah. of stuff, all tied with different factions of terrorism and all that. Um, and so the movie is really just him trying to navigate kind of his own morals, if you will. Like, do I just ignore this and let it continue happening because there are some benefits coming out of it, or at least he tells himself there's benefits coming out of it. Yeah. Um, or does he try to like confront it and put an end to it? Uh, it's an interesting story. I will say it was kind of a, it was interesting to see a political thriller based on the Iraq war. Mm -hmm. One that does not take like sides. So it's a political thriller without being overly preachy one way mm -hmm. or the other. It's, I really kind of respected the fact that they just showed this employee's kind of story without doing all that other stuff. I, I kind of respected it a lot for that, but yeah. he does get like talked to by the CIA. They're like, Hey, we know you're new. Just kind of keep your eyes open. We think there's some shady shit going on. He's like, <laughs> what ifs, but in a way more serious way. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's an interesting movie. Like if you like political thrillers, you'll probably find a lot of positives in it. It does get a little messy with the writing where you can tell, like, obviously this part probably didn't happen in real life. Um, right. Maybe not this specific part in the trailer, but there's moments in it where you're like, oh, this feels super embellished by Hollywood, mm -hmm. uh, which was kind of a letdown because it sucks when you can tell scenes are, like, really embellished <laughs> for the sake of Hollywood. But it's got... It's got some interesting things. I did not hate it. I wasn't super impressed by it, but the explosion I, I, looks fake as fuck. Yeah, I did like. Um, they they do uh, they try to splice him into like real footage. They splice a lot of mm. actual coverage footage into the storytelling. Okay, um, which I I kind of enjoyed, but it's an interesting movie. If you like political thrillers. It's not the worst one you will watch. I will say that. I'm surprised I haven't seen that guy in more stuff since uh, 
that more young adult series with Shailene Woodley. What was that called? Uh, Divergent. Divergent. So the whole time I was like, dude, I feel like this guy is a huge actor. Where do I know him from? Because I know his <laughs> face. And I was like, he did Divergent. What else? And I was like, that's literally the only thing I know this dude from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of surprising. But he does a pretty good job. The acting is actually pretty well done. Um, yeah, that actually, kind of stuff. I take it back. He's in a good movie with... Uh, uh, hold on. Who's that guy? <laughs> who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? It's Jess. No, who's that guy? Black guy. Forrest Whitaker. Thank you. Wow. I was going to say with the weird guy? eyes, Jake. that was going to be worse. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? It's not wrong. It's I true. Know. I know. Uh, I just think it's funny. Okay. Is it this one? How it ends. He's in How It Ends with Forrest Whitaker in 2018. That was a pretty decent movie. I've never even heard of How It Ends. It's on Netflix. In okay. the midst of an apocalypse, a man struggles to reach his wife, pregnant wife who is thousands of miles away. And okay. his pregnant wife is Forrest Whitaker's daughter. And they don't like love each other, but they have to like travel together during this like apocalyptic event. Uh, it's it's decently done. Like it's okay. the apocalypse part seemed pretty realistic, so I liked it. Okay, cool. Small plug. You don't expect uh uh, honor mentioned during a uh, 10 episode, but there you go. There you go. So backstabbing for beginners. Not bad. Okay. My next movie. Hold on. Are we on this second to last? Yeah. Okay. We are. I, you might laugh at me because this is a pretty big movie. I never seen it. Didn't even know it existed. So you may have, heard you've never seen, before. well, You've never heard of, that's what I mean. You've never heard of 1941? I've never heard of 1941. No fucking way. Really? No, With John really. Belushi, Steven yes. Spielberg? Correct. Really? I found out Steven Spielberg directed it. I was like, I can't believe Steven Spielberg directed a comedy that's like a, kind of a farce parody comedy, kind of like Canadian Bacon and yeah. those kinds of movies about the beginning of World War II and how everybody in America was kind of at this panic that Pearl Harbor had just gotten attacked and they're trying to like protect America. <laughs> it's funny. Like I'd never heard of it, never seen it. It is really, really funny. I like it. I've a never lot. watched it, but yeah. It's got John Belushi. It's got a bunch of like uh SNL y kind of uh, especially early SNL, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy. Uh, it's it's if you like stripes or Canadian bacon or anything like that, I think you'll like this movie for sure. I watched it kind of a weird way, so it was on like the free uh, what was it? Is it Crackle? It was on Crackle, and I was like, they had commercials, and I was kind of annoyed by that. And I was like, this movie is funny, it's good, I feel like I should have it, so I just got it, yeah. and and then I realized that Crackle's version. It didn't have subtitles for the Japanese and German parts where it should have. And <laughs> it had commercials, which sucked. And uh, apparently it was just like the theatrical version. The version I watched later was like a director's cut version of it because it had like extra scenes or scenes that I had left off on weren't there anymore. So right. it was a little confusing. But it's, it is really, really funny. Um, overall, it's, it's kind of just like a wild World War II farce uh parody not parody but just like a farce kind of movie about <laughs> americans trying to defend their country from the japanese who are trying to invade 
Los Angeles and Hollywood, but their okay. compass breaks and they don't really know where Hollywood is. And, uh, <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd's like his unit just like are trying to set up <laughs> anti-aircraft like weapons on the uh, coast of California. Oh, I'm loving this trailer, dude. It's really, really fun. Like even, <laughs> the fact that Steven Spielberg directed it is even more crazy to me. Yeah. Um, and I first of all, because I didn't know that it was a comedy, I just saw 1941 war movie. Sounds good. Uh, this opening like scene, it's about it's like all foggy. It's this basic scene, and this girl is just like driving down to the beach to go skinny dipping. And I was like, oh, this is just like a normal movie. The music is normal. And then it starts playing the Jaws theme <laughs> as she's like in the water. And then this submarine rises up below her. And I was like, this isn't a serious movie at all. <laughs> I was like prepared for a serious war movie. <laughs> That's fantastic that they play that because Jaws would have come out like two years before this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that it's Steven Spielberg, it's just amazing. It's really funny. <laughs> I liked it a lot, and I can't believe I never heard of it. So if you've never heard of it, definitely watch 1941. You'll I've, enjoy it. I've heard of it. I've just never watched it. But it's one, like, even my dad has told me numerous times, like, you need to watch this movie. You mm -hmm. will really enjoy it. I'm like, I know. I just don't know why <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> I like that. Um. Well, my next one, I thought, man, of my all 10, I think Jake is going to have the most respect, and he may have already actually watched this movie. You have the weirdest movie names during this episode. Dude! <laughs> I have not seen this, although okay. I do appreciate that Dick Van Dyke was in the photo. Jake, you'll love this movie. You will love this movie, just so you are aware. Okay. Um, it's called Fitzwilly. Yeah. This was a pretty Get delightful here, movie, actually. Uh, so it was made in 1967. It's about this butler named Fitzwilly, played by Dick Van Dyke. Wow. Are, is this a trailer? This can't be the trailer. It says original trailer. Dude, they're playing like a whole super important sequence in the movie. Oh, there we go. A trailer actually started. Okay. So he plays. All right. Bear with me. <laughs> he plays a butler who kind of runs this household for this very wealthy older woman. Uh, the woman is actually not wealthy, though. I didn't know Abercrombie and Fitch was around back then. Yeah, so she's <laughs> flat broke, but to maintain her lifestyle and to make sure her quality of life stays well because the household cares about her so much and have been with this lady for like their whole lives, mm -hmm. the the staff, the household staff, actually, they're criminals. They're thieves. Oh. So they set up little, like, capers every day <laughs> to bring in constant money. Some of it is, like, uh, trading, you know, expensive silverware, charging it to different people, and then selling it to I love another company. Uh, he plays a priest, that is okay. also a part of the household. Um, and and then they also set up like uh, a fake charity where they, they sell Bibles and stuff and people write checks in. And he does all of this just to maintain the older <laughs> lady's lifestyle so that she has a quality of life that she's used to. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's a silly movie. And then the old lady, the whole movie, like the plot of the whole film really kicks off when the old lady gets it, gets the itch to hire a new secretary to help her write a book. Mm. And the secretary is an outsider. So the whole household <laughs> staff is like, we can't trust her. We got to get yeah. rid of her. And she ends up kind of like her and uh, Dick Van Dyke kind of have a like love hate relationship right out of the gate. Mm. Uh, it's a cute movie, dude. Like I, this, I yeah, I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It's funny. It's one of those just nice, quiet, feel good, mm-hmm. pleasant movies. Like you just, if you have like a bad day or just too much going on, this is the kind of movie that you would pop on and just be like, all right, I'm calm. <laughs> it's silly. It's fun. It's innocent. Jake, I thought of you like the yeah. whole movie because it's right up your <laughs> kind of movie time period. It's Dick Van Dyke. Uh-huh. Um, and he I'm does, in love with it already. Dude, he goes into a couple like costumes at one point. It does take place during Christmas time, which I had to laugh at myself because I'm nice. always like, no Christmas movies until Christmas <laughs> season. And then this movie popped up and I'm like, oh my God, it's gimbals at Christmas time. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> but, like, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It it's one of my favorite ones that I've watched in the like four episodes that we've done this. Wow, it's really was up there. I really enjoyed it. It's just it's just a it's a very pleasant film, and it's silly. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some parts to it where you're like, I wonder if this is where some of like you know heist films kind of took a couple little fun things from this one if this was like a quiet inspiration for some movies but yeah jake you would love it i really think you'd just dig the hell out of this movie dude yeah i'm in love with it already i've never heard of it and i'm kind of surprised by that i'm surprised by that too i it watching dick van dyke in this i'm just reminded of how incredible he is he yeah he just kind of was unbelievably hilarious and able to hold your attention uh it seems like in the vein of like um never a dull moment which i think was a disney movie where he's like pretends to be a bank or a painting thief yeah he is incredible uh, unbelievable so yeah i'm gonna check this out 100 percent. i do i really this is up your alley and it's like it was funny watching him in this because like there's no music and he's a pretty like straightforward guy in the whole film, but he's so goddamn charming. <laughs> and you're like, this movie is full of technically like bad people, but they're all so goddamn charming and are led <laughs> by him. Damn yeah. it, I'm rooting for the bad guys. Yeah, there's no real bad guy in the movie, which is that's always like kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah it it's just charming. a it's just a good movie. Like, I love it when I get to just sit down and watch just a. It's a good movie. Like, it's just fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's very positive. I like that. All right. My next movie, I was very excited about when I first saw it and heard of it. Like, I'd never heard of it until I got it in the spin, obviously. What is that? It's called The Monster of Camp Sunshine, colon, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Nature. What the shit? (laughs) Doesn't that sound exciting? That sounds like... Okay, it sounds like it's just going to be very silly, very mm-hmm. kind of Doctor Strange lovey, uh, mm-hmm. but with, like, camping or something. 
It kind or of it's is. It's an anti-drug movie. <laughs> it's not that. I had that last time, I think. It, <laughs> but it is It is kind of campy or intentionally. It's in black and white. It's in this 4 by 3 format the whole time. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> there are parts where there's like... It's obviously kind of like stylized. So there's mm-hmm. parts where there's like a... a you know, the, like in silent films where they'll have a black title card with white text and it's like, oh, this is happening kind of thing. Yeah. It does that even though the music, the movie's in sound. Uh, okay. So it has like kind of narration through these black silent movie title cards. So it's it's kind of fun like this. It does that. Okay. Um, it's about, oh, let me back up because it's already way down the road. It's about <laughs> these two girls who are roommates and this one is a model and kind of the narrator of the movie this one is her friend or i guess roommate who she didn't know until she became roommates and they become friends she is a nurse at a i don't know some like sciencey uh testing laboratory kind of place okay and but what you don't know until later is that this girl, not this girl, hold on, I missed it. Uh, Jake, this girl, it is cracking me up how you just keep like stopping the trailer and going I back. Playing the same part over <laughs> and over. It is this, cracking up like Jake, just let the trailer play. The thing about this movie is that, well, I think it's going to show you like a progression. So I'm trying to like control Oh, okay. the you're chaos. trying to keep up. You're trying to keep up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this girl is also. A nudist. She's and wearing. She's a wearing a towel at the moment. Yes, but also this is a trailer. Um, she does wear a towel. I think at some point this is accurate. But she is also a nudist, okay. and so she goes to Camp Sunshine to be nude with other people, and this is a thing that that she does. And her roommate, the model girl, is uh, she's not a huge fan of nudity like she has to be a model and so she like has to like get down into like her underwear but she refuses to like do a a topless uh, swimsuit for this guy okay but her friend's a nudist and she finds her nudist magazines which apparently is a thing and she's like learning about nudist culture which i guess is also a thing and uh, and so she's like, yeah, sure, totally. Let's go to Camp Sunshine together, and we'll be, we'll, she'll try out nudity, and she ends up liking it. So that's there's a lot of nudity in this movie, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> so basically, once again, Jake's <laughs> movies give him some nudity. Yeah, the point of the movie is that Camp Sunshine is a nudist camp, okay. and uh, and they go there to be nudists together. Uh, well, that the, was a butt. Yeah, there is a butt in this. Um, there is a lot in this. There's there's boobs and there's all kinds of stuff. But the monster part of it is unfortunately underdone. I was more excited for that, like a like a what? When did this come out? This is from the 60, 64, 1964. Okay. So I was excited for like a sixties camp campy, yeah, flat, like monster. a slasher movie. There's not there's not really a monster. The thing is that the uh, what's it called? The like sciency place that she works at. They have like, like rats. I have to watch this guy throw that bottle in the river one more <laughs> shut, time. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're, I'm gonna play it again. Jake, you're killing me. Jake, you're murdering me. <laughs> so this guy. God damn it, Jake. 
<laughs> this guy he, he is so <laughs> this guy has this uh he's a scientist you can tell by his lab coat <laughs> i'm gonna smack you someday <laughs> <laughs> this guy he works at a laboratory with that uh roommate <laughs> okay and they have a rat that goes a little bit feral and so they're like, oh, we shouldn't use that serum or whatever they were giving him that made him feral. So he right. decides to dispose of it by tossing <laughs> it into the water. <laughs> If you didn't guess, he throws it into the water. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, this guy, the this friend, or the brother of some girl that works at Camp Sunshine, which is very nearby, uh, drinks the contaminated water and becomes the monster of Camp yeah. Sunshine. Unfortunately, his monster is just like some makeup, and they decide to close the camp, chain him up in a building, and don't tell the girls that's about to come visit. So they come to visit Camp Sunshine and realize there's, they don't realize until it's too late there's a guy there. And the she's butt. wearing underpants. That's not <laughs> that really a butt. butt. It was she's a butt. Totally wearing a G string is not underpants. No, it's like uh, it's black and white. She's like pinkish colored. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're just like sheer, so you can see right through it. Whatever. It's a butt. It's a butt. The, they have the, to put like a hey, there's nudity in this episode because during the schizoid preview, yeah, you could see a boob. You could wow. see a boob. Um, that's a, there's a what the I don't fuck? know. I don't know if that was like a thing. Hold on. Where's that title? Oh, hold on. There's a title card that says something about Motley Crue, and I was like, Motley Crue? Photographed and edited by Motley Crue. I think that's like Obviously, the band. Obviously, that's not the band. The band wasn't around until the 80s. <laughs> uh, are you sure? Oh, my God. That's because they were big in, in the 80s. Doesn't mean they didn't 80s start until... hair metal band. I'm going to assume it's the hair metal band Motley Crue made this movie. No, it's not. <laughs> Motley Crue the band spells crew C-R-U-E. That's what they did. No, it's not. Literally. Shit, it is. Fuck. <laughs> There's not an... I think they do like an umlaut over the O. Oh, yeah, they the do. U, but uh, it doesn't have that, so I guess it's the only difference. So it's possible. Allegedly by the band Motley Crue. Before they were a big band, so that's even better. Um, but... The thing about this movie is if you go into it excited for it to be a 60s slasher movie at a nudist camp, you'll get a lot of nudist camp and not much monster and no slasher. So this guy, spoiler alert, creeps around the camp. They go for a whole hour before they get to the camp for the like time where there's a monster. Mm-hmm. I am listening. I'm looking up Motley Crue, the monster. <laughs> I appreciate that. I need. I do need to know. So find <laughs> out. This guy creeps around. He uh, doesn't do much the entire time. He's the worst monster of all time. He does uh, step into a bear trap at one point, which I think they show right here. Boom! Stepped into a bear trap. He the like, slowest bear trap of all he time. He did like the most purposeful step in that <laughs> trap of all time. Watch the watch it go like this. Slam very slowly. <laughs> well, they're not close. gonna let it slam real time. <laughs> so he just he steps in the trap and decides, oh no, I shouldn't kill these girls because I'm in a trap. And then later they like kind of fight him off, and he's like, oh no, I can't. I don't want to put up with the fight, and goes away. And then uh, 
And then they show a little bit of it where this army shows up. The ending is very weird where there's a very long sequence where the army shows up, uh, which is this guy with the bullhorn, and then stock footage of actual military guys going through basic training, crawling under barbed wire, uh, diving into foxholes and tr digging trenches, and uh, all of this like military maneuvers and equipment and stuff. It's like a lot for this one idiot with uh, chains around his neck and an axe who hasn't killed anybody yet, for, for the record. <laughs> um, and, and it just goes a little bit crazy. And okay. then th that guy who was, uh, I think the doctor who decided to come to the nudist camp with them and do drugs, he shoots pistols and then he shoots a Thompson submachine gun and then he throws dynamite and uh, it's pretty wild. And nobody dies. Nobody gets injured. Uh, they end up eliminating the monster threat and then decide to go be nude and not anything happens. It's very anticlimactic. And I expected a lot more from the monster of Camp Sunshine or how I learned to stop worrying and love nature. Right, right. Um, by the way, Motley Crew yes. on IMDb, it literally just says, Motley Crew, without the shit. There's a camera. Without the shit. shit. And it says, cinematographer slash editor. Or comma, yeah. editor. Nothing of the band. It's, it's not <laughs> the band way. It is not the 1980s hair metal band. All right. Win, well, you lose. Well, I wouldn't say that they're the most right official. And it's official. It's official. <laughs> the band didn't do it. It's official. Does Motley Crue, the band, have a page on IMDb? No. Why would the band? Maybe have this one? is their page. It's oh. the only page they have. <laughs> If there's another Motley Crue page, I would understand, but that doesn't sound like it's the case. It's not them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think no, I want. think we have solved that mystery. It's still open, I would say. Whoop, whoop, I win. Whoop, whoop, I win. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't recommend it. I was underwhelmed. I expected more. My, uh, to be fair, my expectations were fairly high based on yeah. you know the title, but. Dude, I got real excited about that title, and then yeah. you said what it was about, and I'm kind of sad. They spent a lot of time being nude and filming nudity, and it's kind of one of those kinds of movies. <laughs> like, I think, I've and also to... the thing about the '60s, free love. That, well, there's that, but <laughs> people were weird looking back then. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but especially naked people, it's like. <laughs> Your hair is weird on your head. Uh, you're, you're like, you know, hairstyles are weird. But also, bodies are weird. Boobs are weird. Everything's kind of weird looking. So it wasn't really, like, enjoyable as a nudist movie either. Overall, pass. Hard pass. All right. <laughs> <laughs> People looked weird in the 60s. It's true. Yeah. I defy you to disagree. I'm not arguing. <laughs> um, wow, we're already at number one. Number cool. one. All right, so my number one, I had to laugh at the irony of it. So I was like, of course. <laughs> um, my daughter was super stoked that I had to watch this movie. She thought it was 
perfect. She was so happy. Wanted okay. me to let her know when I watched it. Um, and I was kind of like, Ugh, it's interesting right? that it's a movie that she's heard of. Yes, not only heard of, but she has seen it. Yeah, um, and liked. because it is a very specific style of movie. So it's an anime. Ooh. Yep, it's that top one. And she was trying to tell me a little bit about it. She's like, Dad, it's really sad. It's going <laughs> to beat you up in the feels really hard. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, really? And she goes, seriously, if you don't get sad during this movie, there's something wrong with you. And I was like, oh, joy. <laughs> so I popped this movie on. Um, for those listening, I've never been a big anime fan. My daughter loves anime, so I support her fandom with it. And I've, I've found some that I'm like, all right, that's not too bad, right? Like, yeah. whatever. We watched Akira. We did. Um, which neither of us hated. We actually ended up kind of having a little bit of respect for just yeah. because we saw so much influence that it's had. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I fucking loved this movie. Really? It is beautiful. It is heartbreaking. Mm. It's kind of hard to watch during some of the stuff that happens in it because it's pretty like upfront about stuff. Yeah. Um, the lessons the movie actually deals with are pretty heavy issues that I think are really important for today's age. Um, so the film is about this guy. Um, well, now you can't see him. That dude. Um, <laughs> that guy. That guy. That guy. Um, when he's in sixth grade, he bullies a deaf girl. Who is sixth also grade? Sixth grade, yeah. So... That scene right there that you saw him, he's a junior in high school. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think they're a junior in high school. They they talk about turning 18, and I was like, is Japanese math different than our math? And I just <laughs> didn't want to try to figure it out, so I just yeah. let the movie be. Um, but anyways, they do make it a point in sixth grade. Uh, this new girl shows up to their school, and she happens to be deaf. And because she's different, this boy and some of the other kids that he's friends with mm -hmm. bully her and he takes it way too far. Yeah. Like, to the point where she ends up, not only does she get physically injured, um, but he, she also like moves away. Mm. Like she just takes off and the, her moving away kind of resets the rest of the class where they realize like, wow, we're all kind of shit but he really took it too far because he really mm -hmm. does. And so he ends up becoming ostracized and bullied himself because of how he treated her. Mm. And so the movie does kind of a time jump at that point. Wow. That was really a good transition when I said time <laughs> jump um, where he is trying to navigate life now where he is in complete self-loathing He's trying to like make amends, but he has no clue how to actually make amends. Mm -hmm. He sees her again, um, and that kind of helps get him moving around. The movie does some cool things where you saw in that shot, he doesn't make eye contact with like 99% of the characters in this movie mm. because he feels so much shame for what he did. And the, the movie ends up being really kind of about not only kind of redeeming yourself after making mistakes, mm -hmm. but also more importantly, learning how to like 
forgive yourself for people learning how it's okay to, to forgive and, and help move on and grow from mistakes. Uh, obviously if it's like too big of a one, fuck that, but like <laughs> mistakes that you can grow and learn from and yeah. improve your life from the movie really focuses on that being super important to our kind of survival. Mm -hmm. uh, it also deals a lot with like, um, kind of finding peace with who you are as a person, uh, being okay with yourself and all that, which not in a woke culture kind of way, but in a very uh, just natural kind of way, which I yeah. really appreciated. The movie, like, and some the cinematography in this movie was like, Jesus Christ, some of this is just gorgeous. Yeah. But the story is really well told. It's very slow but I was happy that it's really slow because it takes its time telling this full story. Um, and as he like, so the people around him, their faces all have X's on them. Yeah. I saw that's that. how he views. Like that's the only way he can see him. And as people, as he allows himself to be kind of open to interacting with people, the X's literally like peel and fall off of their faces. And then he has a couple characters that end up, he realizes they're not great people and the exes slap right back onto their face, which mm. I thought was a cool way of just kind of showing like how this dude is viewing the world, the world and how he thinks the world might view him. Yeah. It's honestly like, and I haven't ever said this before, but I fucking love this movie and it being an <laughs> anime really like, I don't know. It does add something to kind of the emotional aspect of it, the drama of the story. Yeah. I, I was shocked when this movie ended. I was like, Oh my God. I texted my daughter and was like, well, I just finished a silent voice. Um, holy shit. <laughs> she was like, I know. Right. And I was like, that was a great movie. I thoroughly <laughs> loved this movie. It was beautiful. It's, it's definitely one that'll beat you up in the feels. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's kind of an important film. Um, Jake, I know you're not one to go for the super dramatic, so it's probably not up your alley, but I think you would respect a lot of what it does say. Yeah. Well, I'm also not an anime fan like you right. described before. And when I first saw the trailer, I was like, this looks terrible and stupid. <laughs> but the more I watch it, I'm like, it actually looks kind of good. Like, I totally like the effects and the depth and the the anime style actually is kind of cool yeah it uh it it hits on it also touches on the subject of suicide mm -hmm. um and what can kind of lead to people wanting to end their lives early uh it talks about that a lot it's yeah. not perfect there are some clunky moments but it is what it is yeah um they they definitely didn't take anything from the the overall power of the story um it's it was incredible i i couldn't believe like when it ended that i was like fuck i loved an <laughs> anime movie i've never loved an anime movie before but here it was and i i yeah. did have to laugh and i was like jake might chuckle at me and be like of course you like the anime that's got no magic in it, it has nothing to do with like supernatural stuff it's pure drama pure yeah. like we want to force as many audience members to cry as they can uh, <laughs> it's very emotional it's i was like jake would probably get a kick out of that's the anime i gravitate to yeah uh, yeah so that was that was the 10th one that i watched and it was my favorite out of the 10 i okay. i was so happy i got to finish this random list off 
with one that I was like, bravo, bravo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good feeling to finally have like a high point at the end. Yeah. Um, I had a similar thing. My last movie I liked, I think, the most overall. And I have heard of a version of this movie, but I didn't even know. I feel like was... you've probably seen a version of this movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, my number, my last random movie is called Walking Tall. And I, when I got it, I was like, oh, I have to spin again. I've seen Walking Tall, obviously, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> right. And then I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> whoa, whoa, from... wee, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wee, whoa. This is from <laughs> 1973. I didn't even know that Dwayne The Rock Johnson remade this movie. Yeah. And so, yeah, there are, apparently are three different movies with uh, oh. this guy who you will know as, uh, hold on, I have it right here, Joe Don Baker. Uh, he's probably mo he's a character actor. You've seen him in a bunch of stuff, but he is also CIA agent Jack Wade in Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, he is. He, he's not fat. He's not fat. He's quite <laughs> spelt, you could say. And uh, he does the classic walking tall thing, obviously, where he has a big stick that he carries around. The the the, the funny thing is, I didn't get this from the Rock's version. Also, the Rock's version changes the name of the main character. Uh, oh, really? The Rock's version, his main character is named, hold on, I also have this written down, Chris Vaughn. Uh -huh. The main character in Walking Tall and in all the versions, other versions of Walking Tall, his name is Buford Pusser. Oh, that's a terrible uh, name. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, he's from Tennessee. <laughs> um, Buford. No sense if there's a Buford out there. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying it about Pusser. <laughs> that name too. Pusser yeah. is real bad too. I had to like sorry listen if your name's closely Pusser. to the movie. I was like, is it Puser? P Pusser? I don't know. <laughs> but so it's Buford the Bull Pusser because he okay. was a wrestler. Oh, it's okay. actually a biography based on a real guy who was uh was a wrestler in tennessee and he moved home with his wife and uh, started a business with his dad and then realized that the whole city was like super corrupt like by when i say city i mean like small town like yeah. virginia uh, tennessee town and it's like they've got like prostitution ring and this gambling ring that's like loaded like he his friend loses money and then realizes like the dice is loaded um and then he tries to like like get justice from this like corrupt game that's happening in the town and realizes that the cops are in on it and they're like in the take and all this stuff and so he, this is actually the shortest trailer of all time but he uh so he decides to like try to fight this corruption and and yeah. and uh uses this big stick to like actually uh fight these people and it's it's kind of badass like he i really enjoyed this movie specifically for like the um the, the action scenes and the, mm -hmm. the for a movie from the 70s it's from 1973 so early 70s he he there's a lot of good uh violence as far as the blood makeup and effects and stuff is actually pretty good okay like the squib uh, squibs is specifically not just for like the gunshots and stuff but when he like hits someone in the back of the head with his thing there's like blood on their head and all this stuff 
so it it's a cool movie and the the scope of it is really good so like he goes through this whole journey of moving back to this town discovering that it's kind of like changed over time his old high school friends have kind of changed uh, discovering the sheriff's corrupt, trying to get justice for them, them kind of framing him, he goes to prison, and then him getting, like, he tries to, like, uh, he, he fights the system and ends up winning, becoming the sheriff of the town, and then trying to, like, clean up the town by being mm -hmm. the sheriff while also fighting the actual, like, embedded, uh, like, uh, not really a mob, but just, like, these people who have been doing this for so long they've got their like fingers and everything and then there's also like this outside influence from these other towns that are like trying to like get him to like just go along with stuff you'll be in on the take like it's profitable for you all this stuff and he's trying to stand up with high moral character and all this stuff yeah so it's it's very entertaining uh his friend uh he like he meets initially uh, he's an old tag team friend so the the sad part for me does have a guy who's a wrestler and his friend is a tag, his ta old tag team partner. There's no actual wrestling in the movie. <laughs> they just mention, oh, I used to Folks, be a wrestler. Don't be, don't be sad about that. It's not an actual sad moment. Jake just It's sad for me. Wrestling. This is my yeah. opinion about the movie. I'm not judging you. <laughs> not judging you. But his old tag team partner, they uh, he becomes like a deputy and when he becomes sheriff and they try to clean up the town together. And they deal with like some of the other deputies are kind of like uh, still informing of mm -hmm. the bad contingent. So he has to like suss them out. It's it's very entertaining. Uh, I want to see the two other sequels to it because I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. If you like nice. 70s action, if you like, I got the vibe of like, it could have been Burt Reynolds. It could have been like any kind of like movie like that. Yeah, but I think it's kind of cool that they went with someone who wasn't the like the yeah. the manly man or you know what i mean like yeah. they, they went with someone that could be an everyday man instead right. of trying to go like the rock version where it's like well obviously the rock is going to beat up everybody <laughs> oh you right. gave him a stick he's really going to beat everybody <laughs> up um, yeah i although saying that and making fun of it i do remember kind of enjoying uh walking tall with dwayne johnson i don't oh, really remember yeah, I don't really remember the movie, but I remember being like, oh, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, nice. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, I did know it was a remake, but I've never seen the original. So Rolling Stone said it was the best American movie of the best year. Best American movie. You know what my favorite part of this whole trailer is, Jake? What? That shot right there. Because you know I'm a sucker for those theater shots yeah. and trailers where they're like, this is the movie. Look what it does to audiences. I'm a sucker for that shit. Yeah. This guy is standing up. And like standing ovation. Because he's so excited about he's the like, movie and its message. It's, it's one of two things, Jake. It's either this studio's paying me so much money for this promo. <laughs> yeah. Or it's stock footage from some speech that the studio bought yeah, or like that's exactly what i was gonna say this is from the oscars the year before no no one stood up for those um it was the 60s someone probably oh, stood up and it's, he's the only guy it's this he's guy the, and this lady I was behind gonna say, him. hey that that person there is standing up everybody else is sitting there like just yeah that was all right like that was pretty good fucking doofus what is yeah. he doing <laughs> he loved it. It spoke to him personally. Hey, you know what? Sometimes that happens. I can't knock that. Sometimes, 
there are some movies that hit real close and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And then people next to you are like, I don't get the hype. And you're like, you're insane. <laughs> you're out of your fucking mind. All right. Yeah. Uh, the one warning I will say to people who may be interested in seeing this movie, there is a point where it, the, his dog, his family dog does get killed. Um, uh, he, he runs out to fight these people attacking his house and he does live and, but his dog does not. And it is very sad. He's covered in blood. Um, but it, oh, it's a cool movie. Yeah. What, what is it about when like pets are killed in a film or on TV mm -hmm. that audiences unanimously are like <laughs> most heartbreaking part of the whole story? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just, well, they're so innocent is probably part of it. That true. <laughs> they're not like, oh, either you deserved it or you should have known better to not get in that situation. But like, okay, okay, but I'm going to hit you with another one. Like, what about, like, even in Cujo, I mean, you feel bad for the dog because it's got rabies. It, yeah. it can't really control itself. You feel bad for the, like, you're afraid of the dog, <laughs> but you feel bad for the dog. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, it's not it's not really his fault that he's a monster of that movie. But he's like, psychotic he, and he's like trying to kill a, a mom and her son. Yeah, and he does kill a few other people. That story's so cool. I fucking love Cujo. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. Maybe we'll do an episode on it. I've actually I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? I know a lot about it. It's one of those like classic movies I've heard a lot about. Yeah, you never just never watched. Yeah. It, like the movie is good, and not to sound like a total pompous ass, but. Man, that book, that book is fucking excellent. I will yeah. that right now. Cujo, the book is great. All right. Anyways, um, so that was our random 10. Yeah. That was pretty good. It was a good time. I this was a, a, a pretty good list. I was happy that I got some super cheese ball. Just mm -hmm. what the fuck am I watching? I do get a kick out of those. Oh, I'm going to watch Sheborg tonight. Dude, <laughs> you're going to get a kick out of Sheborg. You're going to get a kick out of uh, Fitzwilly. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, I didn't download Fitzwilly for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I I enjoyed this one. I I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't like. Well, no, I really hated Desert Blue. That movie was so dumb. <laughs> fucking like that's just a bad movie. Yeah, that's this like is... the thing about this is that there are highs and lows. Yeah, and and I don't know if the lows make the highs feel even better because it, I do feel like you put on a movie. And you've watched a couple bad movies so far, and you really want this one to be <laughs> good. Like, just be, just be like, I'll take mediocre at yeah. this point. If it's even passable and mediocre, <laughs> you're like, this movie is great. I love it. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> but it does make you like appreciate because we watch so many good movies. Pretty much every yeah. movie that comes into the theater is pretty good. Like it may not be specifically for you, but it's not bad. It's obviously, right. so you kind of get desensitized. You're like. It, you can't really make a bad movie. Like it's so easy to make good movies; they're all pretty good. And then you go back to like actual low budget, first starting out, <laughs> trying to figure it out, TV movies, all this stuff. And you're like, "Ooh, actually, they <laughs> just like, take you know a lot it, of it's skill." Really, you know what? It's pretty easy to make a real bad movie. I'm yeah. looking at you, Casey Affleck. I'm fucking looking <laughs> at you. I don't know what it is about a few of your movies. You know, it's hard though. Think about it. The Becoming. Becoming a famous multi-million dollar, I'm sure he's been paid multi-millions of dollars. 
He won an Oscar. I mean, he's, he's a Oscar. Winning. I think he's like a multiple Oscar winner. Yeah. So um, award-winning, Academy Award-winning actor that both of us don't like. Yeah. That's impressive. But he's such a... Uh, his, uh. See, you know what the problem is? You know what the problem is? Okay, here's the rant. <sighs> like... <laughs> His movie, Desert Blue, he's not even the main guy in the movie. I just, yeah. the movie sucked and he happens to be in it. Um, his character's kind of obnoxious and dumb. But like, the more I'm like, God, Casey Affleck, like, I'm just not a fan of his. You know why? I'm like, God, because it immediately my brain goes to Manchester by the Sea. And that is one <laughs> yeah. of the worst films of all time. Yeah, it is. And just that movie popping into my brain is like infuriating because yeah. I want to forget that movie even exists, but I can't <laughs> because my brain hates me. There's a movie with him and hold on while I do some Googling. There's a movie with him and say Jessica Alba. Hold on. Casey Affleck. Combination. Well, there's like rape involved. And I remember it being like a very awkward movie that I was not a fan of at all. Oh, he's in Assassination of Jesse James by the Robert uh, Coward Robert Ford. That's a good movie. He I is the coward. That. He is, but the movie overall is good. But the movie overall is good. Yeah. I'll, okay, yeah. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Yes, the killer inside me with Jessica Alba and Kate Hudson and Casey Affleck. I watched that movie one time and I hated every minute of it. <laughs> I've never it, seen it. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> So that's all the more reason at Fuel to like, the Fire. I just don't, I don't get it, Casey. I don't get it. You have just a don't get famous it. brother, and that's apparently why you're getting roles. Dude, I wonder. I wonder if they're like, is it in the genes? And some of Hollywood Probably. is like, hell yeah. And then there's people like, like me that are we like, we need Ben Affleck. Oh. We need Ben Affleck. But Dude. we need to spend about $20 million less, so let's get Casey Affleck. There was ever a time where we need Ben Affleck was a thing that is being proven. It yeah. is in the DCEU at the moment. Oh, so, yeah. uh, But that's for struggling. another time. I'm uh, I'm stoked for that. I'm yeah. actually wondering if that's the real reason for these delays, by the way. That'd be nice. Because they're switching a bunch of stuff up, and apparently... <laughs> Apparently, our boy Henry has put the cape back on. <gasps> I don't know about this. What? Nothing's confirmed, but apparently, he has filmed something either oh. for Black Adam or for something yeah. else. But apparently, he has put the cape back on. I wouldn't be surprised if it's for Black Adam because Shazam was show so like. Yep. Oh, they're Superman, but that's well, not mean, really Superman. To, they're, they're supposed to, like, it's supposed to happen. It needs yeah. to happen. Anyways, other episode. If they let Cavill go and Dude. don't let him be Superman, it's the biggest mistake of all time. It's the dumbest thing they could do. Dumbest yeah. thing. Um, well, next episode should be fun. It should be pretty epic. It should be quite the journey. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most epic journeys of all time, you could say. If, if not the most epic. Yep. Um, I think it is widely known as the trilogy that actually gives the OG trilogy quite the run for its money when it comes to pop culture and fandom. Yeah. Uh, so Jake and I, we've actually talked about this for a little while. We're going to dive into Middle Earth yep. with uh, the Rings of Power coming out on Prime at yes. some point. 
Yeah, sooner September, than we both realized. September 2nd, I think. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was end of September. I thought we had more time. Realized it's early September, like yeah. it's the 2nd. And I was like, oh, shit, we need to do a Lord of the Rings episode. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to try to watch some of at least the Rings of Power before then. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So we're going to dive into it. I don't know if it's really going to be a deep dive. I mean, I imagine it might be. Um, yeah. At least talking about the Lord of the Rings trilogy, probably the Hobbit some too, the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. We don't have to watch all okay. of them. But I want to like at least okay. compare and contrast. They're part of the true, same true. universe. And also, we specifically left those movies out of our Peter Jackson episode uh, because we were talking about big bad taste the whole time because it's amazing. Because <laughs> bad taste fucking kicks <laughs> ass. <laughs> um, so, yeah, finally getting around to doing Lord of the Rings and Peter Jackson's yeah. massive epic. Um, I've got, like, that movie's just, oh, I fucking love that trilogy. I, I know widely loved by people i yeah. have found myself when i interact with someone who's like oh i've never seen lord of the rings my immediate thought is like you <laughs> fucking idiot and then i have to rein that in <laughs> and be like okay so you're deprived i have yeah. to pity you and they're like i just don't like that stuff and i'm like you fucking idiot and i'm like nope <laughs> nope <laughs> yeah I, that's <laughs> such a bizarre take to like have you been under a rock i don't understand how that's possible um, I'm stoked for it. I, I love that trilogy. I've been excited to do it. And then it's been a while since I watched Lord of the Rings, but I've got a lot to say, man. I'm going to okay. warn you. I'm going to warn you guys. <laughs> I have a lot to go on with Lord of the Rings because the I'm movie ready. is. I love that trilogy. Oh, wow. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yeah, that's right. Like, you did it. And I yeah. am going to try to get at least that first episode because I think Prime does weekly release as well. Possibly. So I'm going to hopefully get the trilogy and that mm -hmm. one episode at least watched. I can't guarantee I'm going to watch The Hobbit because that movie's <laughs> Movies, three of them. Um, before Anyways, we get to it, before, before it comes it. out, what is your anticipation of Rings of Power? Do you have any preconceived um, feelings? I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Um, I... I think I'm a little hesitant. I'm trying not to be hesitant. I'm a little hesitant because the the Middle Earth trilogy, like it, it generally means a lot to me and I love the books and I love mm -hmm. the movies. Um, and I, I think they've had such a profound impact, not just like on pop culture and life and all that, but like filmmaking in general, Peter Jackson just became like a master to it. He knew this world, he knew the story for it and he knew how to tell the story in that kind of medium. Yeah. You know, a lot of people freak out that he took out a bunch of stuff from the books. I honestly never hold that against him um, because the way that he tells the story is just, it's so good. One My of the books are so dense. Yeah. And I, I'm hesitant on this one because it's, it's based on lore mm -hmm. that um, Tolkien like created, but never put into full like story form. Mm -hmm. And judging, just judging from like the preview, the preview looks cool, but just judging from it, it feels like they're going to try and do a lot of creating stuff that was never actually a part of the story or the history. Yeah, um, and. I'm a little like, eh, cause as 
masterful as Peter Jackson is. He tried doing that same thing with the Hobbit trilogy, which is why the Hobbit trilogy is like, uh, yeah. Is, yeah. So. You took three dense books and made three dense movies initially, and then took one very short book and turned it short into book. three movies, and nobody cared. And it was like, what are you doing? Uh, not everyone. I know a lot of people that love that trilogy. I'm not one, but I'm I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic. Okay. Um, if anything, it'll be neat to see like Galadriel's younger days, I guess, and Sauron's beginnings. I mm -hmm. suppose I think that's where it's supposed to take place. But I don't know. I'm not like crazy versed in the Lord of the Rings lore. Yeah. I imagine we might get some like novels from people telling us what we're <laughs> wrong about. You've never read the Cimmerillion? I have you not. I have not. Noob. Although we both know people that own it, have read it, have yeah. like know it by heart. Oh, um, Tolkien fans are like on another level. Like yes. they there's fantasy fans and then there's Tolkien and then there's fans. Tolkien fans. Like folks, you thought Game of Thrones was a massive like holy yeah. shit? No. Oh, no. Game <laughs> of Thrones is for plebs. <laughs> the OG. Uh, yeah. but I'm stoked for that episode. That's gonna be a good episode. Yeah, I, I am. You're cautiously optimistic. Uh, my guard is firmly up. Like I am. Like I don't need it. I'm very. I don't want you to ruin anything. And I also am concerned that you're trying to make it into Amazon's Game of Thrones. And yeah. uh, it's it's probably. I mean, it's not that. So it's not don't, that. Don't do that. Um, so I'll watch it, but I don't anticipate that it will be like the movies, and I don't anticipate that I'll like it. So. Yeah, I I would be very shocked if it has even a shred of like the emotional impact that Lord of the Rings itself actually has. Right. Like, every fucking time I watch that trilogy. <laughs> like it's insane. Very yeah. crazy. But that's for the next episode. Uh so brace yourselves, folks. Rewatch the trilogy. Um it should be a good discussion. I think there's some yeah. cool stuff to like talk about with and I'm I'm excited to get into some of that. So. We'll try to avoid it being eight hours or whatever it ends up being <laughs> for, for those first three movies. <laughs> we'll avoid that. Uh, it's going to be a two-parter, guys. It's going to be a two-parter. <laughs> maybe three. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll pull a Peter Jackson and be like, you know what? Yeah. Three episodes, three hours each. We'll call it good. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're I'm not doing kidding. that. Don't not worry. It'll be that. fine. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it too. That'll be fun. Yeah. All right. So go get so, your go get your uh, Bunner's Day clock stuff. Um, yep. If you missed merch. out on the OG merch. Sorry, sucks, for sucks you. to be you. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got it, so I'm good. Uh, right. Like we got our hoodies, we got our glasses, we got our shirts. Um, you're over it. <laughs> it's also ours, so we can make it whatever we want. Shh, they're not supposed to know. It's true. we're the one percent. I don't know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Just kidding. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, for watching, enjoying. Yeah, um, we really if, appreciate it, and thanks for you, telling your friends. Yeah, it helps yeah. a lot. Um, we've gotten some comments on like our Jupiter ascending. Yeah, episode. we did. Um, my favorite one was—I forget who it was—but their one comment to us making fun of like the weird <laughs> uh, bestiality stuff in the movie. Uh -huh. <laughs> the one comment was like, well, I liked it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, no. 
No offense, yeah. man. You're I was cool. like, you're cool. Do you like the movie, or do you just <laughs> or like? Did you like make this? Love the docs. <laughs> so I had to clarify. It turns out he just liked the sci-fi technology. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so don't worry. But that's been fun to see people's reactions to that. Uh, So thank you again. Spread the word. Keep keep telling people about it. Uh, We appreciate you guys. We really do. We do. We wouldn't be here without you. We appreciate it a lot. (laughs) All right. We will see you all next time. Thank you, guys.